It's understandable. We should record the cold open with us just talking shit about him behind his back. I mean, he has less hair than I do. What is it? Oh, boy. That was really, really mean. (laughs) I mean, he also has... I really just can't believe you said that about Will. He doesn't even play in tournaments. Really? I... (sighs) Uh, why are you doing that? <laughs> Wait, are you going to pretend that uh, I'm the only one talking shit about Will and you didn't just say that that was going to be our problem? I'm hearing like crazy I can't believe you things about Will. I mean, for someone who's, whose Twitter handle is so nice, to, is that he's pretty... He's, he's, he's a great guy. I just an awesome dude. Right I just love that. Yeah. Yeah, I love, I love Will. He's my favorite. Yeah, I don't know if he can hear us. <laughs> well, I'm gonna act like he can. I want him to come back on the show. <laughs> Waiting for microphone access. Cool. Good talk. Who is horror show minis? Hey, maybe he's maybe he's just bor- boomerang around over there trying to figure out how to get his computer to work. <laughs> oh <laughs> man, like, oh, I thought that was funny when I said sure that. can't plug this. How do you get this damn doohickey to work? Oh, and he's oh, gone. Good. Anyway, what I was going to say is for someone who has the word nice in his Twitter handle, he can be pretty confrontational. Rage of Season 2. And we are back. Yeah, we're recording. I, I thought Will was going to say back. No. I, I don't. I don't feel like I had the, the license or liberty to, my friends. This is your you, show. You really give us. You really give us way too much credit. Um, but let's let's introduce, as always, the man of the hour, the supremo Nacho Libre of your hearts, minds, and hopefully loins, Joseph M. Pagano. You forgot to say the soon-to-be interdimensional champion of the uni- multiverse, AOS multiverse. Gotta just, say that. Just edit it. Just, just, don't just say that. Just edit say that it, out. Just I edit it out. You, I, want, I want you to say it, though, please. Okay, and, and, and the soon-to-be runner-up for the Rage of Sigmar... Wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. Interdimensional... Wow. Championship belt. Yeah. The smiles in your face all the time. I want to take your place. Hey, Joe, your, your mouth needs to be a lot further from the mic. <laughs> Joe, please. Oh, man. Oh, like, move your do? mouth at least four inches further away from that. Jacob, you're fired. Anyway, will you want to be a full time podcaster? If I get his parking spot. Yes, um, I don't know why you would need to park. To, I don't know why you need to park in Mount Juliet, Tennessee, but <laughs> because public transit in Tennessee is awful. Yes, there isn't any. Anyway, so welcome back to the Rage of Sigmar bus 
patterning podcast. <laughs> we'll be joined later by several Australian members of the media conglomerate to talk about cheese and the uh, the seasonal cheese economy in Australia. And what's going on at the restaurant across the street. Uh, I want to know what you guys know something that's really been grinding my gears. They're redesigning all of the bus routes in Queens, and I just finished learning the only one I need to take. Oh, God. <laughs> And now they're going to redesign them all. So now the the bus I used to take is the Q16, but it's becoming the Q41 and the Q46. Now the Q41 goes straight to Main Street from where I live, but if I got on the Q46, which I might not realize is the same bus stop, I might end up all the way in Astoria down by none other than Rikers Island. Now I'm going to get upset, argument with the bus driver. I'm going to beat him up. Then I'm going to get arrested. Now I'm going to go to Rikers Island. This is a short trip. Then we'll back charge me so much for the gas price, right? When is that changing? Uh, I don't know. A few In a few months. Right, so by then it'll be warm and you'll be riding your bike to work again anyway. And you'll have your own house, so what the fuck do you care? Right. So you'd have to learn a new bus route anyway, because that house is at least five city blocks from your current house. My current basement apartment? Look, I wasn't going to say it, but if you want to give Anthony Polcastro fuel for I'm the I'm not fire, giving him anything. All he does is yell that I have a basement apartment out, like living in his house could even compare to living in a basement apartment in New York City. Like, look, he lives in in North Carolina. Give him that one. Like, make him feel good about himself. Yeah. Okay, you have the most teeth out of anyone I've ever met from North Carolina. <laughs> to be fair, he's also the only person you've ever met from North Carolina. Yeah. Well, anyway, so cool. hey, we're, we're, so so we've also we're got... back from a long hiatus. This <laughs> is a long hiatus, and. Um, we feel like we're doing this again because we did this before. And I don't know if you guys heard the beautiful, sultry, smooth voice of William Slanice. Can't say his last name because he hasn't given me permission. And we're all about consent. Smith. Oh, that's – oh, man. That's really sweet. My last name is Kern, and, and I give that freely. That's fine. But I really appreciate that, you know, consent. I also heard that you give your social security number and address and then your mother's name, name out freely. Is that true? Oh, see, yeah, anybody who wants to instantly poison their credit rating forever, use that information, please. <laughs> By all means, get fun, get all Sally they, May off of my ass. All they can uh, ever yeah, do is improve your credit, no matter how many credit cards they right. open and how much debt they yeah, accrue. You, you steal my identity, you're going to get swatted. Right. It turns <laughs> out from the bottom level of the parking structure, the elevator only goes up. <laughs> Yeah, Betsy Devos is going to come through your window with a sledgehammer. Oh, my God. Please don't get me started yeah. on her. No, she doesn't have to. Her brother will just send Blackwater contractors to shoot your children. Yeah, right. That's – that's. I don't know. And I didn't then, really take out that many loans, so, you know. <laughs> okay. You're good. You're good. Yeah, I'm good. good I'm good until like – at least another third. They're going to chew through another third of the populace. What are we doing? <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> we're not even podcasting you were welcoming me. I, I believe you were technically welcoming me to the podcast, and I was graciously accepting That's your invitation. Right. You seem Thank like you a man who would graciously accept. So we just we just got some new followers on the cast. So if, if you didn't listen to our back catalog, which I'm sure most of you probably haven't listened to anything that we've done, and somehow you don't know how you got to this point in your life where you reached this rock bottom that you're actually listening to this. But Will was on the show two episodes ago, and we talked about having Will on a bunch to talk about how to make your experience in Age of Sigmar or Warhammer 40K or any miniature gaming or any gaming or anything in your life to kind of change the way you have your perspective to make sure that it's always a good time for you. Yes, pleasure principles the whole way. 
and uh, we're going to focus, since that's kind of a general topic, and I thought we did a pretty good job bashing it out. And then in the um, the lost episode, so to speak, uh, it was a dress rehearsal. It. it was a dress rehearsal. Yeah. Talk, don't talk okay. about it. Don't talk about it. I don't want to think about it. It's okay, you know, because I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and say that I think we can do better this time than we did last time. At least I know I can, because I will be speaking about something which is infinitely more pleasurable this time than last time. Because last time, are you also much more high right now? Mm, no. So but, you're saying you were high last time? You are. You are saying <laughs> that you are equally as high as you were last time. This time. Well, okay, y- yes, and also. <laughs> No, but also, yes. And also, last time, it was 10 o'clock in the morning on a Saturday, and my kids were running around on the floor directly above me. Okay, yeah, he was totally, totally super high then. (laughs) Yeah. Ridiculously high. Yeah, I couldn't couldn't find my belly button at that point. (laughs) Nice. But, uh, no, this... um, it's it's, it's Friday night. It's been a long week. It's nice to hang out with you guys during growing up time. Um. I'm really looking forward to it because we're going to talk about uh, how to make building your models and converting your models pleasurable mm. instead of oh, nice. the topic last time was how to acquire your models and you know buying them and stuff. And that's, that's fun, but this is a lot more fun to talk about, I think. So yeah, we can't, now, we can't say that contributing to capitalism is going to be a pleasurable thing. We have to, we yeah. have to stick with our, our communist undertones and, and support <laughs> our, our fellow Podcast well, can go remember Lachi Mulch Cake We kind of went down that road because we basically spent like an hour talking about how to get your miniatures from anywhere else other than GW. Right. Like, or a company. You know, it was a local store from, from your friends, from, you know, your local gaming group, online groups. Secondary markets kind of, you know, it's as far away from mainstream capitalism, I guess, as we can get, right? Yeah. Um, I was gonna say, no, I forgot. Oh yeah, we're in your. your we're yeah, talking about being window, together. <laughs> oh, I've been drinking. I've been drinking. <laughs> um, being together in our adult times, will you be masturbating less, more, or about the same as you do in your normal adult times since we're all together? You mean if we weren't casting at all tonight and it was just me on Friday? Yeah, so wanking it now versus wanking it if it was just your Friday night alone. I think, well, the edging is going to start a hell of a lot earlier. Oh, yeah. Keeps you awake. Yeah, right. Keep it right there. You know, you keep you stay on that, that, that nice, that nice razor, razor's edge. And then, I don't know, at some point I have, a, I have a predetermined word that either of you is going to say at some point during the podcast. Fidelio. Fuck! <laughs> Man, first try. God damn it. Jesus. I don't know what's wrong yeah. with you people. When I think I'm going to sneeze and then I don't, I get so fucking angry. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I guess so. But if you knew you could do that like eight or nine times and then you would sneeze and it would feel like, you know, like, like God's breath just blew out of your nostrils. I mean, <laughs> yeah, but just like think about the cleanup. Okay, I, well, well, that's what I'm thinking about right now. Thank you very I much. You, I bet you are. Well, let's. Uh, wow. <laughs> as as great as this intro has been, Man, let's alive. let's do a, a quick overview of what the day is going to look like. So we're going to talk brief hobby updates. We're going to get some listener questions. 
We're going to read some iTunes reviews and either thank people for saying nice things about us or make fun of them. We're going to talk about, we're going to get to the pleasure segment where we talk about um, how to make building and converting models more pleasurable. And we're going to end with a year in review segment where we talk about what we learned and what we're hoping for the year to come. Um, and if all that sounds boring to you, dear listener, let me assure you, it probably will be, and this might not be the show for you. So uh, yeah. keep listening, because as long Get as you're fun. at this point, as, no, if you're at this point, you've already downloaded, and your value to us is complete. <laughs> yeah, it's all about the numbers. Yeah, this is just, this is purely just, a numbers game. Once we hit a certain number of clicks. Just and get out. Yeah, just look at the sun, you'll sneeze, you'll be good to go, not too much cleanup, easy does it. We we broke ten thousand downloads before this episode, and that made me feel really good. That's Although awesome. I'm pretty sure like eight hundred of them were probably that one time, day that we got eight hundred downloads because Podbean was fucking up. I'm I don't understand the question. That sounds like a win. The numbers it, there. That's all that matters. If you're not exactly, first or last, sounds exactly. fantastic. Congratulations, you guys. Hey, Thank congrats you. to you because yeah. you are now a part of the show. All right, so now that we've masturbated each other with our mouths and words let's talk about how we've been masturbating on our own what have you guys been up Jake, to what are you working on? great question i am working <laughs> really hard on just keeping a, a through line on this podcast uh no so my my wife and i had a had a hobby project that we we're working on for about nine months and she arrived early uh so today is the 10th of january and my daughter was born on december 31st so that's really exciting i was expecting to have a couple more weeks of of hobby and cleanup time but she came early and then with paternity leave i got a lot done and i'm so happy that my daughter is here but also that i got a lot of hobby done (laughs) thank you um i've been working on warcry warbands and i've been on the purchasing side of uh hobbying lately preparing for my my paternity leave with not one but two armies worth of building to do uh and yeah i got most of a, or I finished my Stormcast Warcry Warband, and I'm working on my Untamed Beasts now. They're probably like seventy percent done. Uh, that's awesome. How about you, Will? What are you working on? Man, I've been all over the place since um, finishing uh, Slarkeon, my my Slanesh Archeon. I don't know hole that I went down for a couple of months. <laughs> um, which was really great to get done and I got awesome feedback on it and I'm really super happy with it. But once it's like finishing a really long book, you kind of have this like lost look on your face. Every time you walk by the hobby station, you don't really know what to do. Yeah. Um, so I put up a little poll on, on the twits and um, next for my, the beast wing of the Slanesh extravaganza, uh, working on some Centigore proxies Um made from the horses that were in the high elf chariots that I sent to you, Mr. Pagano. So they're very fancy, like one knee up, you know, kind of prancing ponies. And then I have um, some pretty grody looking like centipede kind of bodies coming out where the horses heads were. I took the the heads off and they're going up into demonette bodies. They're all like resin or is that like a, is that hot glue you use to form that like substructure? Well, that's, uh, that pro- exact process I'll be going over a little bit later in the in the, the pleasure principle. Oh, okay, then, then, no, then fuck it. Uh, I, that that is not part of the process, but it, I, there is room for that in the steps. <laughs> nice. Yeah. 
but yeah, they're um, no, they're, well, they're the consentagore, so they, they are have the to give you consent. Yes, yep. public enthusiastic consent is is the name of the game. So that they've been really fun to work on. A lot of uh, uh, using up all the demonette arms that I didn't use when I scratch built or when scratch built, but when I um, modified all my ninety demonettes to have actual arms, I had all these crab arms left over, so I'm putting them to good use. That feels good. Mm-hmm. And uh, just today, I got into um, a bit more of a safe for work version of the mesmerizing mirror than perhaps the the cocaine fueled orgy version. <laughs> which you which know, I figured I'd, I'd like to have it, the option. You should call it Say what that. it is. The it's the mesmerizing tub. fuck tub. Yeah, yeah, right. I know, I know. Okay. Um, Give the it, people you know, what they want. <laughs> well, well, can you let the community know? Are two of the members of that tub based off anyone that you know in the community, or? All right. So, the, if if you follow me on Twitter at Slanice, um, and then you go to the media thing, it's the pictures. They're not. I don't have a super huge amount of pictures on there, so you should be able to find them. And there's one guy in the tub doing the the skiing, double ski poles. Mm-hmm. And then there's the other guy who is on kind of like toy duty, shall we say. He's also next to the scale with the cocaine. So I don't know. I think if you guys – if anybody wants to go check him out and take a look at the, 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 the pleasure bound as they say. And if they resemble anybody in particular, then that's great. You know, it's a fantasy. Yeah, I mean it's That's great not what you said that time we were in that hotel. It wasn't a fantasy band. <laughs> Hold on. I just I think it's really cool that you're um, you're doing this stuff based on on people you know or like incorporating characters from from your life and that you've got Andrew DeWitt and John Roy <laughs> as characters from <laughs> for your fuck tub. <laughs> are they, uh, are yes. those guys from that podcast that's really bad? No, no, that's hey, us. Come on now. Uh, do it. would definitely be in the fucked up. He would be in the fucked up tomorrow. I don't know yeah, if John he Roy draws gets a down bunch like of that. not safe for work fantasy art, doesn't he? Yeah, he's a really, really skilled illustrator. That's I think that's like kind of what he's been doing professionally lately. But he does um, does all sorts of stuff that you know. Yeah, because he wasn't going to make it as a comedian with that podcast. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he's not gonna. <laughs> oh man, that's too funny. Uh, anyway, that's what I've been working on. Just a couple of things here and there, filling out the rest of the Slanesh. They're the uh, cubic shenanigans guys, right? Yeah, yeah Brendan and Dan, they're wit. Pubic shenanigans. <laughs> pubic shenanigans. <laughs> <laughs> that might be the best thing I've ever heard. I love it. Oh my I'm god! I'm so happy. <laughs> That's the name of this episode. <laughs> Pubic shenanigans. <laughs> Especially because Brendan, Brendan blocked you. <laughs> he did? Is yeah, he, he blocked the, the shit out of you. Uh, yeah, hang see, on. I, you know, it's funny. There's, I was One of the things I was going to say uh, just in what we've been up to lately is that there's so many people putting out awesome content and podcasts and YouTube videos and I can't keep up. And... Um, that's oddly enough, that was one of the ones I hadn't gotten to yet. So that would have been great if I was like, man, I love your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and then you couldn't actually get to him. Well, what's funny is every, right, every episode of theirs, it starts and uh, 
there's like a real deep, I guess, modified voice over the the music, and it says "Welcome to the Cube." So I guess, in honor of that, we should probably say <laughs> everybody, all of our listeners, welcome to the Pube. <laughs> welcome to the Pube. Welcome to the lack thereof. Nice. Whatever floats your boat, man. Artfully arranged. All right. <laughs> You're the only guy I know with a landing strip, Joe. <laughs> it's not a landing strip, dude. It's definitely not. It's an upside cross. I just messed up. Yeah, it's like it's, it's, it's all fucked like the I'm runways not... at LaGuardia. Yeah. Well, what it is is like if you shave it upside down cross, right? Your dick just kind of makes it look like a regular T. <laughs> and if you, you know, there's no way for it to win. You know, you need like what, a cap. What you need to do is get what the new bus route's going to look like. And make oh, that your pattern so you always remember. Because then, just like every other person on public transportation in New York City, I could just whip my wiener out whenever I need to find out where I'm going. Right, See, so you, you just get you get your pair, you get yourself a patented pair of New York Jets or Giants Zubas. You remember Zubas, the Tiger Strike yeah, football? My, my wife has a friend, Cisco, who's he's awesome. He smokes a ton of marijuana, like more than any other human being I know. He walked the Appalachian Trail, and he just found out that my wife hated Zubas, and that's all he wears now. He just knew that Lindsay hated it. He's like, fuck that, I'm going to get Zubas. That's all he wears. He comes to my house with Zubas and shit, and my kid's like, I'm like, hey, Uncle Cisco's here in his stupid pants. <laughs> and he's like, got like fucking, you know, his feet are all blistered and shit. He walked the whole Appalachian Trail from Maine to Georgia. Wow, that's a, that's a long way. Now, would you say that yeah. your wife? Hates, Why would you do that when you have wife, airplanes? What do you think she hates more? Mean? Do you think she hates me saying "tika tika mea" to your daughter who does not yet really speak, or do you think she hates Zubas more? I think she could live with Zubas. <laughs> yeah, because if you get them big enough, she could like steal them, you know, for like cozy pants or whatever. Yeah, I don't know. He his are like alpaca or some shit. It's crazy. Joe, oh, so what are you been working on the hobby? Oh, I thought you would never ask. I have been working on two things. I work on my corn, trying to get that ready for Adepticon. But uh, every day that goes by that I've been playing The Witcher, I just go, oh yeah, man, I kind of might have to be a global project. Um, <laughs> But also, in, I also purchased some stuff. I purchased some. Uh, I had this idea for an all out of print uh, cities army. Mm-hmm. I like some of the really older mo- elf models, and especially the Black Guard. Black Guard are like some of my favorite models ever made, which is really funny because I never owned them when I was a kid, even though I loved them because I just thought Executioners had a cooler story. But Executioners are pretty dope, but the Black Guard minis are real nice too. The old, uh, yeah, they're both the models are top notch, but the Blackguard rules are better than the Executioner rules. Yeah. So uh, I was like, kind of into that, and then while I was on looking at lists and shit, I uh, was looking at some of the older out of print stuff, and I saw that I could get Mengel Manhide's Man Flayers, a box of ten, for, two boxes of ten for like sixty bucks, sixty seven dollars each with shipping. Yeah. So. And those have been out of print for a very long time. They've been out of print like since 8th edition. Um, 
So I nabbed those because those were really good price in my opinion. So I just spent a little, a little bit of money. I bought 30 black guard and I bought the two units of 10 man flares. So I'll run those man flares as shadow warriors or something. Yeah. And I'll run the black guard as black guard. And I just got to get my hands on some other rinky dick shit. I'm just going to fuck around with it. I'm not going to go crazy. I don't, I don't really plan on cities being like my go-to army. I just kind of thought that'd be a really fun thing to maybe paint up and uh, maybe take to a narrative event or something. Mm-hmm. Just do an old army. So uh, I'm still deciding if I'm going to paint the base rims goblin green, ironically. <laughs> or, uh, <laughs> you should paint know, the, the wood for their spears red. Just like fucking blood angels red. Yeah, that's I what think, they used to look like, right? Yep. I don't know. I think the the ironic goblin green, that's like getting pretty close to Uncle Rico wearing hipster Zubas, man. That's like <laughs> not talking about Cisco like that, dude. Come on, bro. <laughs> I bet he could throw a football over that mountain. He's not like that kind of Uncle Cisco. He's more like oh, the okay. type of Uncle Cisco who's like, yo, dude, do you want to eat these fucking Doritos? <laughs> Oh, all right. know, I thought you were going to say, like, yo, dude, you want to eat these fucking mushrooms? <laughs> nah, maybe. Yeah, probably. Right. Probably. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> all right. I so mean, with that long-winded ass answer. I'm not done. I'm not done, dude. Oh, Excuse no, me. And then I've been working on my uh, African-themed corn army. So Beautiful. I'm amazing my... on that. Oh, yeah. Thanks, dude. Uh, got... Most of my gore are done. Like all the gaps are filled. Uh, the basing is on, so I just have to prime them. So I got prime all my gore. I got one done, completely painted, and I have the one blood. I have Scarbrand done, and then I have the. I built my final bird thir- My fourth bloodthirster is a birdthirster, so that's pretty cool. And uh, I'm just trying to get that army done for for Adepticon. And if I if I can't, I don't know what I'm gonna do. But I still have to bring a ton of other shit. Because I'm not going to have an army that functions at a thousand points. And I'm playing in the teams with the Bruces, so I'm going to have to bring probably either two armies or not bring my um, my my corn and just rock out with with Feck. Yeah, I was going to say, couldn't you just do uh, two two big nasties with Feck and then a bunch of ghouls? Uh, no, I can't do two big nasties. I'd have to do one. Because it's 860 points for the two big nasties. Right. And you need 200 points of ghouls. Yeah, that makes sense. So what I was probably going to do is, uh, I don't know. I was thinking either doing like an all ghoul spam, just to have like a mass amount of bodies with a chalice. Mm-hmm. Just something that doesn't go away and like just basically make it where we can have like everyone else kind of does like a smash it army or something. Uh, or um, I w- could do two units of 10 blood letters and Scarbrand and uh, Rage Thurster, and that's like a thousand points. Mm-hmm. And uh, just fucking jam it. But I won't have any, a summoning pool if I use those 20 blood, blood letters. So uh, I'll have to play it by ear, you know? Yeah, that makes sense. So, the Bruces, and I, we haven't really talked much about it because there's so much going on before then. So. Uh, but I could, in theory, if I wanted to get my thousand point uh, cities list up and going too, probably by then, if I bust out the airbrush. Everything depends on the move too. Um, I know we said that I've got a house, but I didn't close yet, but I should be closing next week and then getting it ready. All right. So that's exciting. Yeah. That's that definitely counts as hobby. Purchases count as hobby. 
Yeah, this is the biggest yeah, purchase yeah. of my life. So, um, so that's it. That's what I've been working on. Well, second biggest because yeah. you did just buy twenty mingles, uh, man flares. Man flares. <laughs> yeah, I, I, you know what, dude? Third biggest because I actually I looked at what a Weight Watcher costs on eBay. <laughs> a Weight Watcher. So. Yeah, Weight Watchers are mad money on eBay. The metal ones? Really? Which is weak as fuck because those models are dope. How many of those do you have, Jacob? Ooh, probably 10 to 20. Ooh. I mean, I'm holding on to those because I think by like 2025, I could probably put my kid through college on those 20 pewter figurines. That's a good idea. How much are they actually going for? I haven't looked. Oh, I think uh, two or 60 bucks or some shit. I was like, get the Damn. fuck out of here. Wow. That's it's just not out there. Right. It's crazy, right? Because like, I found Dogs of War models that literally like went out of print like f- 10 years ago. Yeah. And I got them for cheaper. Hmm. Shades were more money than the Man Flares. But it's maybe it might be just because they don't have an equivalent. Yeah, they're not even like in the Legends War Scrolls. They don't really have, outside of narrative or open play, you don't really have much you can do with them. Manflyer's never even got a War Scroll at all. So right, like, right, because they, they, they weren't even in Eighth Ed, were they? They weren't in Eighth Ed, no. But yeah. they were, they, yeah, they weren't in Eighth Ed. There were no Dogs of War in Eighth Ed. I don't even know if there were Dogs of War in Sixth Ed. When were but there dogs of war? I remember in in eighth, yeah, it's, no, there were. Excuse me, there were dogs of war in six, but they weren't in seven. So these the Manflayer models, I remember them like being out when I was a kid. Um, but I was gonna say is I bought them for my dark elf army that I sold to Cameron a long time ago because mm-hmm. I used them as shades. Yeah, and um, I bought them from Games Workshop, and one of them came without a bow. Like he came without the bow part of his crossbow. Yeah. And I emailed them and they were like, uh, or he was missing his sword arm or something. And they were like, we only have like four left. We're just going to send you, we don't have that bow. We only have like four of these models left. We're just going to send you an individual model, a different one. Sweet. So like, like that was five, six years ago and they were like completely out of them. So that was games. That would mean they came for the U.S. They could probably have like a trillion of them in fucking Britain or something. I don't know. Sure. But I, they're not. They haven't been around. It's not like they were in production. Like those Waywatchers were still in production in AFED. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if they, they ever made them. Like, I don't know if they ever made them into resin, but they were in production when they when they cut off metal models. Yeah. Yeah, they they never got the. They didn't when. Correct me if I'm wrong, but when the most recent. Wood Elf book, the last Wood Elf book before AOS, were Weight Watchers even in there? They were, and they were really good. But they didn't have model kits out, right? They, they just had the old metal. So people, everyone yeah. scrambled for the old metal. Yeah, it makes sense. Now Weight Watchers are characters. There's no such no, thing they... as a unit of Weight Watchers. Are they? Yeah, the Waywatcher is now the name that they have for the what used to be the Waywatcher Lord. I thought it was like way some Pathfinder. Maybe it's Wayfinder or something like that. But yeah, I think when you, when you search Waywatcher now, there it's the character. I just feel like if for my OOP Cities Army, I think Waywatchers would make like an excellent Sisters of the Watch unit. 
Mm-hmm. You do brothers over much, so you can be like an anti-feminist. Yeah, like a I'm with him sort of thing. Yeah, definitely. Hey, Will, are you still there? I am. I just didn't want it to uh, to jump in on Joe's Joe's elf lust, man. Although I think yeah. uh, elf lust is real. I'm in. I'm in a couple discords now. That oh, buddy, <laughs> let me tell you. Hey, I, it's it's feeding Slanesh either way, right? You know that's there's, that's never going to wake Slanesh up. There's a bunch of high elves prancing around. I'm sure. Sure, we'll totally ignore that. Uh, yeah. Um, lust, what lust, I also want to say is. I think I'm really into elves because I'm like terrified of dying, and I'm like, yo, they don't have to do that. That's sick. I want to be one. Oh, they're always dying though. Like every, they're dying, but they take like a thousand years to do it. And you have to hear about it every fucking time you see them. It's like, oh, yeah, we're that sounds we're really, really Italian time. to me. I'm all about it. There's like probably <laughs> I don't know two hours and fifteen minutes of the Lord of the Rings trilogy that's just elves in like soft filters lamenting that the years are passing and the seasons are turning and Liv Tyler hasn't been seen since that movie, you know, like that kind of thing. I think her sister ate her in the womb. Yeah. Wasn't she in, um, she was in bird box. That was Sandra Bullock. Yeah. Liv Tyler. Right. No, Liv Tyler. No, she was in Blindside. No, that was Sandra Bullock. No, that's Liv Tyler. Yeah, it's the same person. No, 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 Sandra no. You're, you're thinking of somebody else. In that Aerosmith video. Sandra Bullock was in that Aerosmith video, though, right? No, that was Steven Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you know, that's they're related. No way. Yeah. Really? He looks yeah. like a yeah. really good-looking grandma. <laughs> I, bet he, I bet he is. Yeah. Makes you cookies and shit. Oh, you know, no. Liv Tyler was in Miss Congeniality. No. No, that wasn't Liv Tyler. Liv Tyler was in The Strangers. Anyway, I recently oh saw God. on Twitter that Gene Simmons eats his cereal with ice cubes in it. <laughs> and uh, I don't know why that was there, but I was more struck with how much Kiss merch he was wearing. <laughs> like, like, that's your own band, dude. <laughs> like. Yeah, he's Stop. like, get, well, get over if, yourself. If you got, he's making a promoted tweet that day. Then you know you're going to put on your your brand, right? Yeah, I guess I'm wearing a Ridge of Sigmar t-shirt right now, so I should shut up. <laughs> I was about to make that joke because, like, we, you and I both order our own merch. <laughs> um, but also, I wanted to point out the thing about Gene's cereal habit. Um, Jesus, he went back. That, <laughs> <laughs> he was eating half frosted mini wheats, half. Oreo cereals together. Man's a visionary. He's like Jesus. See, we're all over here eating Honey Nut Cheerios or Multigrain Cheerios or the the cereals that have a mixture of things in it. He's out here playing 3D chess. (laughs) Dude, he doesn't even have a board, bro. But my nephew, dude, he might be the next Carl Sagan because he ate Cheerios with maple syrup poured over them. I think that just that means he's mind. the next Justin Trudeau. We do that here. We I, in Massachusetts, we do that all the time, man. What? Yeah, maple. Listen, first off, I feel like you just made that word up. What? Massachusetts. <laughs> I've always pronounced it massive, huge shits. <laughs> massive, huge tits. Massive, Sign huge me shit. up.
these are like the oldest jokes in the history. You, you're, you're calling forth the spirits of like crusty old My white father's fathers. <laughs> Joe, is your family from Boston? Uh, east, east, uh, south, south Boston. You just keep driving south until you get to the Bronx, and that's where my family's from. <laughs> I, well, Quincy's not that different than Quincy. Quincy, which is south of Boston, could easily be like a missing borough tucked in next to Yonkers. Very easily. Really? They'll, they'll never. Neither side will ever admit it, but they, it could fit right in there. I mean, you know, once once you share opioids, it's all the same thing. Right? It's all the same. Yeah. You know what's crazy? I'm looking at the time we've been recording and it's like 35 minutes and it says the briefest hobby update on the show. <laughs> I tried to rein well, you in a couple times and it was just not working. So I just let you roll. Yeah. Uh, do you want to move on to li- listener questions? Yeah, let's move on to listener questions. Yeah, real quick though, Will, what are you been working okay. on? Will already told us what he was working on, dude. Are you not going to ask me what I've been working on? You did yours already. You already <laughs> talked about what you were working on. <laughs> This is what it's like being on a podcast with you. You did this shit to me last fucking time. Hey, so is your what's, what if your pet peeve is a podcast that has two friends and a guest? Oh, I'm topics. so glad you you asked that question. Just a, it popped yeah. into my head that you know, absolutely no one made me think of it. No one at all. Who needs to be no. mentioned? That, that's that's your question to us. I, I, I it just came to me out of the ether. You know, what if that was your pet peeve? Uh, if my pet peeve was that, I wouldn't listen to the podcasts. I would probably just be a dick. Um, so, or you know what I would do is I would create a YouTube channel <laughs> in which I get on, or a Twitch channel where I play video games and I yell about them. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> all right. Oh, wait, no, say that again, but slowly. I got to write this down. Okay. If I were the type of person who didn't like podcasts that were just two friends and another friend who doesn't seem to be as friendly as the first two friends, like they're not as chummy, like he's just not, it's not really all there all the time. Maybe he's busy. Maybe he has a wife and two kids. Maybe he works in a wood shop. Maybe his name what? rhymes with are you, Phil. What? Anyway, are you, are, you, are, are you turning on me, Joe Pagano? <laughs> No, no, but I no, would. He's turning if, I, you on. if I didn't like that, I would maybe only play video games by myself online and stream it and then just yell about things. Joe, I think you're missing the point. I don't think I, think, I don't think that guy was making fun of us. I think he no, was highlighting that someone I, else mentioned that this week. Who mentioned that? Someone else said something similar in that pet peeves thread. Someone mentioned that he's tired of the broadcasts, which I think is valid, right? People do like their super narrative focused podcasts, and people do no like. Someone said they don't like broadcasts. Yeah, they said they like the format of the broadcast, which is to talk about what you've been working on and pretend to read the news or read news that's like three weeks outdated, and then talk about your main topic but get distracted and laugh at each other a bunch, and then. I just wanted to make fun of Mr. Meff, dude, and now my whole day's. No, I know, but he's not. He's not the one who was – he wasn't know, taking a shot like, at us. I didn't, get, I didn't get the context of that because I didn't want to read all of the things that were posted. Who posted that they don't like the cast where we like oh, goof Jesus around and have a good Christ time? Superstar, it's man. not important. It was Ty. Anyway, uh, but – I That's what his podcast is, isn't it? This is what it looks like when an alley-oop attempt goes into the third row. 
<laughs> yeah, and you just knocked on yeah, Joe, Joe just so went flying into the backboard at like full speed. <laughs> full on well, mouse the palace. It doesn't matter because oh, I'm I'm yeah, I'm Ron Artest done. I'll kill all you Queensbridge right. <laughs> all day. His name is Meta World. But Peace, I think so. I think it's valid. I think it's valid for yeah. people not to be into the broadcast sure. because the thing, the thing is, we make this kind of show because this is the kind of show that interested us, and this is what got us into the game. If someone's really because yeah, we wanted to be the Skull Bros, right? We want to be the Skull Bros because they <laughs> yeah. left a vacuum, and we're really yeah. sucking at trying to fill that vacuum. Yeah, if Chris Broska, if you listen, you could literally we'll give you the show, and we could be yeah. guests. <laughs> Rotor, I will come yeah. on your show anytime. Pants, no pants, whatever you want. I miss them so much. Anyway, but like, you know, some people really want the, the, the like techie list review or the, the tournament meta update. And that's awesome because that's out there. And this, this for us is a chance for yeah. us to hang out and keep up with our friends and have a chance to get on the phone with Will and, and share that with other people who are, you know, the beer and pretzels crowd. Like we'll play hard. We'll try to win. We're not going to usually win tournaments. We're going to try hard at painting. We're not always going to win best paint we're gonna try hard at yeah, but i just i feel like it's an unfair thing to say that you're tired of a type of podcast because there isn't a flood of that podcast like there, you know do I mean? you not think there's a flood of the same format that we do that the, the dwellers do that skull bros do that <laughs> ty does that like i, I think there's there's plenty of no, but I just think, I also every think there's an ample amount of other types of media that you can subscribe to. Like, I don't think Rob has a broadcast at all. Rob's like always talking about something that's relevant. Yeah. And like he, they very little like talk about silly or ridiculous shit. Like they do have a laugh. They do, you know, sometimes, but like he produces a ton of content that is actually just like valid and legitimate and not like, there's no meander. There's no banter. There's no bullshit. He's like, yo, this is what's going on. This is why we feel this way, blah, blah, blah. And if that's what you want, it's out there and it's out there in an amount that it's not fair for you to come around and be like, I don't like this. Oh, man, really, so um, I, I know you're getting rolling, but I just there's there's a certain segment of our of our community that can't start a conversation without leading with a complaint, shall we say? And I don't think that's uncommon. Hold on, Listen, I don't know. Hang on, the Jew, Jacob's Jewish, dude. I don't know if you want to go over here. Uh, <laughs> look, I didn't say I was any good at doing that. I'm not trying to step into the ring with the master. But I think, you know, there's, there, maybe there's an attempt to start a conversation or maybe uh, someone is looking for more, more variety in the cast, you know, just that they've ex- – sometimes you, you fall into the trap of thinking everything that you've been exposed to is everything that's out there, you know, if you, if you don't know where to look. Yeah, I think a lot of, a lot of GW – people who play GW games are just so used to bitching about everything that surrounds the game that it's like all they know. It's so, not uncommon, man. but also right. this, this all, that, this all you know. came from this all came from the fact that someone asked, like, "Hey, what are your your biggest pet your biggest Warhammer pet peeves?" And like, right. it, it set a lot of people down this path of like talking about things that bug them. Mm-hmm. And most of the time, people in our community, and like not just in our community, people in general are not great at talking about things that bother them without it becoming finger pointing or without people who represent that thing getting defensive which we are oh yeah right? like remember, remember that time i was like hey if you don't play aos don't bitch about if you don't play aos don't bitch about aos no it was something like oh no don't bitch about aos and talk mad shit about it if you don't fucking play it because you don't know what you're talking about and then some guy's like but warhammer fantasy was the best and i'm like 
Shut up, like, talking. <laughs> no, but no, it's some random dude, like, and he was like mad. He was like mad at me for saying that. And I was like, yo, dude, that status, like, what I posted literally says, don't stand next to me and tell me about how my game sucks. That's what I said. Right. Don't bitch about AOS if you don't play AOS while I'm trying to play and have a good time. Right. Don't stand next to me and just talk about how my, the game sucks the whole time while I'm having a good time because you're fucking making my time miserable. And you, I don't even know who the fuck you are. And this guy's like, Warhammer Fantasy would change my life. And then they ruined it. And I'm like, dude, that's not directed towards you. You just need to be a victim. You ever see a movie called Judgment Night, Joe? No, I don't have eyeballs. <laughs> it's from the nineties. That's just what? my new response. I'm trying. I'm, I'm trying. <laughs> it's a movie from the nineties. It's uh, about like I'm just trying out a new style of saying no to things. All right, so sometimes I, I just add an excuse. <laughs> That might not be true, strictly speaking, but it makes it like an interesting conversation, <laughs> especially if you're being asked those questions by a police officer. Like, do you know the speed limit? No, I don't have eyeballs. <laughs> I would like to point out that approximately, what shall we say, 48, 49 minutes ago, this conversation started with Joe Pagano asking me how high I was. Let's <laughs> Well, I, well, I've been drinking a lot, dude. What's wrong with you? Why would you make me feel bad? About hey, hey, it's not his fault. He doesn't have eyeballs. Just, yeah, I know, right? Yeah, I'm sorry. I shouldn't. Yeah, I thought it was great. Lost their eyeballs. I don't have eyeballs, dude. Yeah, anyway, I don't even know what we're recording on. What website is this? I was just trying to stop the train, man. <laughs> Good God Almighty! Train's coming. He is. Sorry, man. I don't the have train, eyeballs. The train will <laughs> come. Yes, it will. All right. What's the next listener question? Next listener question comes from Danny Paints. Question for Big J Bulls, obviously not a hymn of serpents. Could I have a detailed itinerary of the Canberra Convention gaming weekend that is coming up? That's not nice, Danny. I'll let you handle this one, Will. (laughs) I thought it was written differently on Twitter. It is, but I don't have eyeballs. I don't know. It sounds like the itinerary might be doing a bunch of fire drills. (laughs) <laughs> too soon oh, that's too soon well that was that no, was i'm just time. really surprised I'm that really they're going oh, honestly i'm going surprised if they're going through with it given what's happening like, in that area what do y'all think about that uh the, the fires the fires aren't that close to canberra and it's like I, i'm pretty sure it's, it's been raining a little bit I out there it's that. supposed to rain the whole time there you're bringing the rain i really it's supposed to it's supposed to rain the, like the whole weekend are you blessing the rains the, down in the, australia the yeah, it says I, I land Thursday and Thursday's thunderstorms, then Friday clouds, awesome. Saturday thunderstorms, Sunday thunderstorms, Monday thunderstorms. Th- well, the thunderstorms start more fires, so it's not really awesome. Well, <laughs> anyway, oh. rest in peace. So that really didn't go to plan. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, so detailed itinerary, we're going to get there, I'm going to get drunk, and then I guess I'm going to get on a plane and go back home. Cool. Next question comes from Ty at Fat Kid Sports. Who bling, brings Slanice the most pleasure? Joe Pagano, Jacob Berry, or Seth? Ooh, good question. Um, let me let me backtrack a little bit. We love everybody in Australia, and we have a lot of connections to that community. Obviously, you guys have been there and have a lot of connections. We love you all. Stay safe, and um, you know, 
vote the way that you should to deal with this in the future. And we're going to try to, too. Anyway, um, who brings me the most pleasure out of those three? You know what? I'm going to say, Ty, you bring me the most pleasure. Oh, because, because he has eyeballs. Because I get a nice little, a little, you know, attention buzz from having a question just for me. And he also started following me on Twitter today. So he's like actually, you know, fluffing up my ego a little bit. And, you know, I'm like providing content for you guys. And, you know, you guys are kind of just like, I don't know. We've been hanging out a while, you know, we, we you know, with. It's almost like you're like an unpaid inter- intern that we're taking advantage of. <laughs> yeah. No, but the exposure. No, the exposure is, getting a lot is of critical. Exposure. It's critical for his his career in the future. Yeah. See, I need a constant supply of fresh validation, like just novelty and and just constant likes, and you know, I need I need I need all that because that's. And that's what's great about you, Will. <laughs> that's what's so terrific about you. That's what makes me good at at, at serving Slanesh is that I, I'm just so vain that you know whoever's given me the most recent attention is the one that i fall in love with you know that's how i went through high school Mm -hmm. so it really works great that's how i've lived up to this point in my life uh (laughs) he also asks do you guys have any new army plans for the upcoming year we're going to get to that later on and he also asks can we get some more air horn i really don't think we should bring that back joe Perfect. Good. Great. Next. Uh, Neo Stonemunk oh, asked Stonemunk Gamer. said new army plans. There was another question in that, man. Don't be... Yeah, no, I know. But we're also going to be talking about oh, okay. plans, hopes, and dreams for the new year oh. later on in the in the show. So yes. we're going to get to that question later on. We're going to delay the gratification in the name uh... of, you guessed it, Nurgle. So next question comes from uh-huh. Eric Stonemunk Gamer. He said, what would be the coolest thing to see happen in the community? I really like this question, this and I have question. given it zero thought. So I'm going to punt to Joe. What do you think? I would like to see more knife fighting <laughs> in the community. <laughs> all right. It's all about. It's all I just feel like we need the the open ocean, the lawless seas. Yeah, if we get into the ocean. We. I feel like I could start a Krav Maga Warhammer training school. You know, mm-hmm. just. Um, I think the coolest thing that could happen to the community is seeing people in the community itself become more comfortable with themselves because when you're comfortable with yourself Ooh, great answer you tend to be you tend to be a more honest person you tend to have your values in the right place and i think it would make if everyone was i, I don't feel like 100 percent comfortable with myself but i feel like i'm a little bit more than some of the people that i know and um i just feel like if everyone had like you know, they're the same outlook, but if you just were happy with who you were, you wouldn't have to put so much um, pressure into the validation of like winning a game of Warhammer or having the best painted army. Like when you, when you like sit down and you're like, I have to win something, whatever it is. Yeah. Like that just shows to me that like, you're not comfortable with who you are in the rest of your life because you're screaming for validation. And like, if you ever noticed that a lot of the dudes who win, tournaments or are known for being good like kind of have like a swagger like a, i don't give a fuck or like it's not that important to me attitude like and that's the vibe i get from like guys like darren watson you know right. like a dude who's known for being good at warhammer but he don't stress it 
I don't know, man. He'd be the first to tell you that that I, I think. I mean, that he would. He doesn't show that he stresses. Where, yeah, but like that's the that's the one zone where he feels so swaggeringly comfortable is what we're talking about. So mm-hmm. the people mm-hmm. who are who are feeling more comfortable with themselves this is a great answer, by the way. I think that the community that we have and the spaces that our community builds and provides, and that you're about to go visit, you know, the the, the biggest and best Warhammer event ever. That's attending those things and and knowing those places are there. Even just watching the stream and feeling like you're being a part of it. That's what draws people out of those shells and and encourages them to be to share their original thoughts and and you know share their own work and their own their own personality because they feel safe to do so um Mm -hmm. you know and i think it might fall to the people that feel a little bit more comfortable in their own skin and have the years of experience in wargaming and conventions and all that stuff to to be the kind of you know holding up those spaces and providing those spaces for the people that aren't there yet is kind of our, I don't want to say our, cause I'm in your boat. I'm not all that comfortable with myself either. You know, I have just as much anxiety meeting people in person and everything as anybody else does. But if you do feel like you have that to give, it's a really great thing to give to somebody who needs it. You know, take a look at, at somebody yeah. like Tristan, at Tristan Gray. You know, he's going to make sure that the most nervous, quiet kid in the room is going to leave having the best time, and and right. that's going to encourage. I think what I don't you're get saying. I just don't. I don't get the vibe from about him. Anyway, well, um, you have to get your dick. Can pierced. I say something? That- if you don't get your dick pierced, it doesn't work. <laughs> not, yeah. I'm not doing Prince Albert. I don't want to live on Prince Albert's Island. Um, but I, I do want to great. say another thing that I would like to see happen to the community. Uh, I'm pretty sure this is like what Eric was asking. I'm sure Eric was like asking for like maybe something like game changing. But um, what I do want to say that I would love to see go away in uh, the community is the Warhammer syncophantism. Is that the word? Is that the right word? Yeah. Is it? Is it like it's, Yeah. Any? Anyway, yeah. I know what you're saying. Whatever it is, it's just like, like. Do you mean the GW? Uh, like being a syncophantist? Like the fanboy. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like like there's like this hero worship with some of the like rules writers or playtesters or certain podcasts where like they have this air of like I'm the guy from blah 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 and like we make that joke all the time, but like I'm just another dude at the tournament, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like and like I sleep under tables we, like, just like anyone else. Yeah, you know we, but I don't know. I just would love to see. Like, cause they, like what happens is, is you get these like vicious packs of dogs that are defensive of their master that like circle around this guy. And then the guy does something that's like shit. They like attack you or they attack people who criticize. And it's not, we talked about this on our last episode, Will, but it's not that person's responsibility to stand up and defend GW when GW should well, have right. a marketing team They're smart. that's out I there mean, defending their employees. So no, yeah, they're avoiding the whole thing by letting these people who probably get paid dick get fucking crucified on the internet constantly. And all they can do, these people, like guys like Ben Johnson, who I do not know, I have no, but Ben, if you say one critical thing to the guy on Twitter, he blocks you because he's probably heard it a trillion times before and he's fucking tired of it. Well, yeah, I mean, that's his right to do so. Um what the the crux of it though is that if if GW had a 
uh, and we're primarily talking about Twitter because they, you know, Facebook, they have a GW Facebook, but for some reason on Twitter, yeah. the, the faces of the company on that particular arena are actual people. There's, you know, there's Ben Johnson, there's, and certain accounts. Just all the people that blocked you, like everyone who's blocked at Slanice, they're all, they're, they're all those people that you harassed. I, I don't know what you're talking about. So when, <laughs> when the company makes, when the company doesn't provide another avenue for you to address them and then ignores attempts for you to address them, if you address then what's left, you know, you can put a, a person's name on a Twitter feed and if it basically functions as advertising for a company, then it's kind of a gray area. Is that a personal feed? Is it a retweet for the company? I mean, if you look at, at, at it's at Voxcaster, which is the, the Twitter account, which is still there, but hasn't done anything since 2013. And all it was, was basically a repost bot for their Facebook page. And you can like tag them and stuff and, and nothing happens. It's just sitting there. And they're also looking like you've seen the ads, the Martin Moore yeah, ads yeah. for the social. It's probably, a, it's, it's probably Rob has the password for it. Like he was <laughs> running it. In. The yeah, company just right. it. <laughs> that's, that's so on brand. So, you know, it, we got, you know, there, there's a lot of overlapping circles here because if the, if, if the face of the company seems to be a real person, then that person should get extended courtesies that an official brand account doesn't get. You know what I mean? That's a, I'm okay with that. Um, you know what you're referring to was I put up a fake Twitter account that the only reference to Ben Johnson was that the name on the Twitter account was Jen Bonson. Any, there was no other reference to that to to that person, the real person in that entire everything written on that page was only about the fact that GW answers questions and solves problems whenever the hell they feel like it. It's not an interactive process. It's not a responsive process. They'll listen. They'll write. They'll you know send a message back to you on Facebook or whatever. But there's a lot. I think of, of overestimating of just how responsive they are. They choose to be responsive quarterly in most cases. Um, and w in those cases that I was referring to was the Slanesh summoning rule, which was like the most naked money grab rule that I had ever seen in wargaming and had heard from a lot of other people that they banned internally for an event. You know, so when that gets almost purposefully ignored after a certain time, I did something absurd and I referenced a real person to get attention to that absurdity. I absolutely did that. Now, I didn't criticize him at all. I didn't insult him at all. I insulted and criticized their response, their, their lack of response to glaring rules problems that just happened to provide them with large amounts of money. So that's not really that far outside the pale. Does it bother some people's sense of decorum to actually reference a real person? Yeah, I get that. You know, but I'm not going to say somebody is is wrong for feeling that way. At the end of the day, this is all just drama and it's fun for some people and it's not <laughs> fun for others. It's like oh, yeah. like I said to you in our message, Joe, I'm sure there's fucking drama down at the Connect 4 factory 
but like I don't care about that. Like I don't care about you know who's writing rules at Milton Bradley and you know who's fucking off at the code names back. I'm telling you, free parking should have all the fucking tax money under. Yeah, it. you would like that, wouldn't you? You know, you know, sport park place has been OP for years, but they don't do anything about it. <laughs> so, long story short, like I hear what you're saying, and more, more, less, less sycophancy to GW. That's rolls right in, actually. If I can take like my answer to this to Jacob's question or to the original question was to see yeah. more independence of the community from GW, and to see the community act more cohesively to say we don't like this about this. So we're going to do it this way instead of. Yeah. We were, we were playing a lot of tournament Warhammer in a time period where the community was completely independent from GW. Mm. And those weren't better times than now. Those were not better times you said? No. Well, do you think Swedish comp, all that stuff was annoying. It was frustrating. You would get a book and it'd be your book for 10 fucking years. You'd get no FAQ on it. Well, think about the resources we have now that actually come from GW that we have at our disposal combined with the fact that we yeah, can do I whatever think, the hell I we think, want about it. Yeah, but I just don't think that it's going to work that way, dude. Like I don't – I think now the level of involvement that the, the committal that GW has put in is great and it's a step and a massive step for them in the right direction and they need to commit to it just a little bit better and then we'll be golden. I do not – I don't think seeing the community – Separating itself more from GW will be better for the community. But no, I, okay, hold on. Let me rephrase. Let me rephrase real quick. Maybe I don't want to see separation between the community and GW. I want to see a community that's unified enough that GW works their asses off to keep our attention and to keep us happy. You know what I mean? Like there's division. I just don't think there's anything out there in the market interesting enough to draw our attention away from what Games Workshop does. Like, I, I understand what you're saying. Like, we could all go play different miniature games and vote with our dollar, but there's nothing else out there that, that that's interesting enough. Oh, no, it's a, it's a very mouth, strange situation. It's totally a monopoly. What were you going to say, Jacob? I think... Oh, well, I was going to say that I think Joe's uh, Joe's take on this is, is largely impacted by the fact that some of the folks that he interacts with are, are going to play direct out of the book Warhammer, mm-hmm. no matter what the community is doing. And people are going to insulate and they're, some of them are going to play straight out of the book and some people are going to relate to the community. And if the community is, is taking a stand or taking a stance towards, we think the game will be more fun this way. We think tournaments will be more fun that way. We think right. we can change this, this thing and that thing. And there'll, there'll be then a disconnect that makes for a, like a, um, a miscommunication or a lack of clear expectations, which is where you get feel bad. But I know I no longer play with anyone who doesn't play tournament warhammer. Right, so, which means you've insulated yourself just as much as those people do. Well, I mean, well, I'm not, like, no, not, yeah, but when I'm, that's not what I was trying to get at, though. That's like a misinterpretation of what I was saying. It's a tough example. Okay, what let I was me saying is when everyone was when you say the community does its own thing, every community is insulated in a large area and it'll be just like it was in AFED where in California we played completely different Warhammer from what the guys in the Midwest were playing and what the guys in the South were playing and what the guys in fucking Washington were playing. And it was like, you'd go to a tournament and you'd be like, we don't play fucking Warhammer like this at all. And that, that sucked. And right now what we have 
is a playing field where you can go to another country and play and not feel like you're doing something stupid. But when we were playing AFED, I went to fucking to Portland, Oregon, and these guys were like fucking retarded. And that's what happens when the community gets to decide. And like, if you listen to the most recent episode of Notorious Age of Sigmar, the Kiwi podcast, they went to their masters and their masters was hosted in Queensland. Uh, excuse me, not Queensland. I'm retarded. Christchurch. This was in Christchurch. I don't know if that is in Queensland. I don't know what their states are. Uh, I feel like Queensland is in Australia. Queensland is in Australia. It's not your fault. You don't have eyes. (laughs) No, I don't have eyes. But they went down to to Christchurch, Uh, right? And Wellington to Christchurch, I think it's a pretty short trip from when I was there. But, like, you got to fly. There's It's like an hour flight or something. But they go there. They've never played with any of these guys. And they just house rule in, in their masters, not in the pack. It wasn't in the pack. They were like, oh, we just all play every piece of terrain with a wood on it as a citadel wood. And they're all, these guys are like, that sounds, that sounds a little extreme, man. Like, I'm, I'm, but that's what sure. happens when the community does Let me rewind that. a little bit. And it's, a tough, it's a tough time to give you an example because I think there's not a, a really destabilizing force right now that is in the scale of what we saw in the eight months that the Slanesh was out of of just of disrepair, and nothing was done about it at all, I don't. The, once that problem kind of got fixed, there wasn't another problem that was that big, but that went on for so long, and it's it it. I don't know. I sure it, it was my my chosen. No, fashion. I agree with you. It was a total buzzkill. It was it was a lot of kind of flailing, kind of almost helplessness that I saw from the community, which is so connected in so many other ways and able to accomplish really complicated, amazing things by working together and working together across across the world to do these things. And yet, everybody seemed totally at the mercy of this company and waiting for a PDF to come out. It's got to be a better way to just to kind of you know to, for what we do to prompt GW to to rush that PD like get that PDF out like someone should be really worried that they're not you know it seems very casual. So would you like to see something like the ITC then? Because that's what the ITC yes, did for forty k precisely. It's almost like, and not to make too big of a real world example, but almost like a union or some sort of sort of organized representation. They changed that fucking yeah, iron hands I, I, rule I, in a minute, didn't they? It was like three days. I think it was three days. As soon as Frontline came out and said we're going to ban that, they were like they fixed it, which is awesome. And I, it totally changed my opinion on ITC because I don't really like rankings, and I don't really like having like this middleman or like this. Like I, I know we, we've had Reese on the show. I've met Reese and I like Reese. But like now it's not just Games Workshop I have to deal with. It's Games Workshop and Reese. Yeah, they're kind of like, ironing it out. No I mean, Reese how- Workshop is, has shown that they're willing to adapt their missions to fit you know, the way that they know people are used to thinking about ITC and missions. You know, their Games Workshop is is smart enough to realize that to, to just sail on in their own direction and ignore them would, at the very least, be 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 passing up money and at the worst, you know, lose risking losing a, a very lucrative section of their entire business, like the California 40k area. So, 
maybe that's what we need in AOS. I don't know if we do need it. And I, and I know I've totally hijacked the, this answer here, but like a little bit more unity among the, the community to, um, to solve our own issues when they come up, because there will be other issues in the future. You know, there will be some other things that like are broken and some people are like, feeling like it it yucks their yum to the point where they don't want to play or they have to put their army on the shelf you know i don't want to mm-hmm. hear vince ventrella ever say anybody put their army on the shelf vince doesn't want to tell anybody to put their army on the shelf vince wants to tell you to just like get yeah, your he, army and rub it all over you you know <laughs> yeah he wants he wants to get come home with the best paint you're damn Lego right where's that bar that. stool at <laughs> and he yeah. and he deserves it he i think we should he do. does he, he does, does every time. He does. Honestly, you know, yeah, I think I think maybe a more cohesive approach to addressing the negativity as an entire community instead of being a bunch of people yelling out, this sucks, mm. um, we might be able to come to GW and be like, hey, but maybe we, we, everyone should write emails. I don't know. Whatever. Fuck them. So, oh Joe, you think we should have like an AOS high council or something? Oh, man, the high council. Let me hey, also... I just realized that it's so... like 1006. <laughs> Uh, so I got I have like about half an hour left just so cool we never get to your segment we're gonna we're gonna take a quick break and then when we come back (laughs) hey the quick bullet it's all fun to dodge and no one ever does it cuts fast and deep keeps you from seeing you just have to Here joined by Slanice, aka Will, and he's going to be talking a little bit about his thoughts on how to make the hobby more pleasurable with building and converting your models. Yes, thank you for that, and I uh, apologize for blabbing through most of the last segment too. So we had to do this in a bit more of a hurry. It was such a long segment. I'm sure there were so many questions after the one where we took a quick break, but yeah, apologies <laughs> unnecessary. Okay. Let's talk about pleasure. Yes, so. It really surprises me who I see uh, come out and say, "Oh, I hate building," I, you know, and I hate converting. Uh, and that's come up more since the um, easy fit and kind of the, the weird 3D molded uh, assembly processes have been a little bit more prevalent. Um, yeah, it's the ten monopose models that you know, a box comes with ten models that are different, but they're all monopose. Sure, and they go together where it's like, okay, that's a sword, and I think that might be half of a chest and a hip, and then that somehow locks in under this thing. And, and it's really, it's ingenious how these models go together now, but it's not very conducive to the kind of conversion and the kind of um, assembly that I think that people are kind of, are maybe used to a little bit. 
Um, so two basic points I wanted to address today, which are my general tips for making, cause I love assembly and I love converting and, um, more so than painting almost as much as buying stuff. Uh, <laughs> and it's, it, I take a lot of pleasure in it to the point where I've been building this slanesh for us for over a year now. And I just can't seem to stop making custom stuff for it. I'm almost done. I only have maybe two or three more things, but, um, so I'll go through what I use, my kind of my basic toolkits that I can everybody can get their hands on. You don't have to have special amounts of funds or, or tool talents to use. And then to specifically address the topic of converting in the age of monopose push fit. So uh, because the 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 former will help the latter significantly. Um, so what kind of glue do you guys use on your basic plastic model? What do you reach for right off the bat? I use PVA glue. Mm-hmm. I use I use blue tack. You don't have any eyes, so what do you, what do you know? <laughs> uh, uh, well, I, I tend to always use super glue because I like to use the instant set because I'm super impatient about gluing models uh-huh. together. Same. Yep. That's now that's funny you should say that because with the activator is the only way that I use super glue. Um, and I only, it just smells so good, right? Yeah, it's like I get yeah, to be my, take a little trip down to the gas station. <laughs> um, so yeah, I I use this you know the Citadel plastic glue or testers, model masters, whatever you can get your hands on with a little needle, just like. Um, and what I've noticed, uh, the best way to, that I found to use that stuff when I first started using it, I'd put it on either side, like it says, and then hold the pieces together. And I'd wait and wait and like kind of check it a little bit and hopefully it wouldn't slide or it just, it seemed like I was doing a lot of human clamp work. Um, mm-hmm. And what really turned the corner for me and has enabled me to do some of these conversions where there's just kind of things that don't look like they should be able to take any weight or strength is if you put the glue, very simple, you put the glue on either half and then wait, wait like 90 seconds, maybe, maybe even depending if it's like too, if it's warm or, or really humid, wait a little bit longer. And that glue is going to soften that plastic up to the point that when you put it together, it'll kind of squeeze into each other a little bit. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. It's like yep. just waiting a little bit before you put the two parts together made such a huge difference for my model building that I never went back to using like super fine, super glue and, you know, doing it that way. Um, and it also doing it that way has enabled me to help my, like my daughter has been building models with me since she was five and she know like doing it that way has enabled her to, you know, put together a basic push fit Citadel model. So I hope that helps somebody with their basic, uh, PVA. I also use, like I said, with the super glue, um, and the activator, I use that generally, uh, as kind of a chemical clamp. And what I mean by that is if I have a weird part to put together, uh, a weird joint or one of these seams, these 3D printed seams that come out of all these kits now, I'll put the PVA glue on most of the joint and then a little bit of, of super glue on the end. And then you get your activator ready. You put, you, hold, you, you know, put the two pieces together like you would and then spray the activator and it only activates mm-hmm. obviously that little piece of super glue. So that will hold the joint 
it should hold the joint in. But the rest can still flow. But the well, the rest is going to take some time to set, right? But that stuff's going to harden up right. right away. It's going to be, and then as I'm sure you know, Joe, if you have hardened uh, super glue that's been sprayed with activator, it can be very brittle. You can kind of like kind of flake that the little bit that sticks off later when it's all dry. That can mm-hmm. make a huge difference because I'm impatient too, and all the conversion work that I do, I hate waiting for stuff to dry. I really do. Um, so that's what brings me to my next little discovery in the last year was a hot glue gun, like your basic, you know, Michael's $2, you know, with the pack of glue sticks, glue gun, you just plug in and it just, and it gets hot. This stuff is really, really fun. And it's very forgiving. Um, it looks like it can be like a spidery mess, but that stuff dries really quickly and you can kind of break it off and it's pretty easy to clean up. Um, hmm. there's a guy called the war singer on facebook i don't remember his first his real name i think it might be andreas but he's uh he's basically a sculptor and that's what he can use where he lives like what he can get his hands on where he where he lives is a shit ton of glue sticks and he makes his own like satan for necrons and stuff the war singer look him up he makes like nurgle demons it's horrific stuff it's like anything you think that i make this disturbing is nothing compared to what this guy does so hot glue has so many great uses for assembly. Um, and where I've been using it lately is kind of like an instant filler. Um, like you're putting something together and you got it how it looks. And then just just when you're past the point of really being able to move it without fucking it up, you notice a hole, right? So what do you do? You wait till it dries and then you put green stuff in it and then you wait for that to dry and then you shape the green stuff. Well, I am not going to wait that long. So I'll either use a hot glue gun, which dries in a couple of seconds, and then you can kind of carve it off with like a hobby knife, or the super glue we talked about, uh, use a little bit of gel super glue, screws it in there, and then use the activator. And it's it like it fills the gap just as good as a two-part epoxy green stuff, but it does it instantly. And then you can file it down, you can shape it, you know, as you would have to do with green stuff anyway. So I hate weight. Right. So that's a good. T- that's that's one of my better tips. There is is using super glue as a instant on the go filler can really save you time. And when it comes, you know, getting through, you're working on three figures, four or five figures, and you get to the end of them. Okay, I did that step. Now I have to like, you know, go back to the beginning and do another step. It can be really disheartening. You know, you want to see progress at the end of the night. If you don't get a lot of chances, the hobby. And your stuff looks exactly the same as it did when you sat down, except it's got like a little bit of green on one side of the face now. You know, you can feel like you're not really getting anything done. So everything that I'm I'm trying to share is based around getting through this stuff and then kind of, you know, having something for your efforts, having, you know, something you can really feel good about when you're going back up the stairs. Right. So that's the hot glue, the super glue. Um these are all really easily available stuff. And then brings me to my last and my, my f- most favorite hob- hobby trick and uh, not trick, what should I word? A material. And it's Loctite two-part epoxy. And that is the five-headed yep. epoxy that you can get at any home store, hardware store, where it's like one cap is red, one cap is clear, and one goop is a little bit yellow, one's clear. Mm-hmm. Um, that stuff is great because when it, you mix it in equal portions and it dries, it's plastic and like, it's real plastic, plastic. 
it's really smooth. So if you want to do uh, any kind of effects on top of it, it's really great for that. Uh, and it's very spreadable. It's, it's, it takes a little practice to get used to working with. It's very uh, kind of... It's also... Go ahead. Stinky. It is. It can be stinky. Yep. Especially with uh, the... the um, it's a resin and an activator, and the activator has a very unique kind of sulfurous smell to it. So definitely ventilation. Mm-hmm. All of this stuff you want to, you know, use your personal safety gear. Hot glue guns are hot. Put your pants on. Andrew DeWitt, put your pants on when you're modeling. Andrew DeWitt. Um, I've cut myself with hobby knives on my legs before. <laughs> I'm not going to ruin the story, but you have to go back and listen to The Last Painting Man if you haven't already. Um and it's along those lines. So mm-hmm. um, the epoxy is so I great. Listen to good podcast. <laughs> because you can do all this stuff I'm talking about, all this, the hot glue and, 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 and even green stuff. And you can basically kind of smear a very thin layer of plastic over it. It's super strong once it hardens. So when I'm putting you know, uh, sand on a base, I'll use that instead of white glue. And that sand is never coming off there because it's on there with plastic. Like these old, mod- right. like these metal miniatures I get off of eBay, they're going to come out of this. Like some of them don't even have the slot tabs on them anymore. So I'd be trying to super glue metal to plastic and then painting it and hoping that that, you know, bond will never break. But this stuff will last a long, long time. Loctite to yeah. epoxy. That's for your, your cliffs of insanity, man. That was my first thought. And it was perfect. It? It, oh, yeah. I used so much of it. I probably used, like, of the, 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 um, I don't know how many milliliters or cc's they hold, but the, the bottles are probably like three and a half, four inches tall by like an inch around or two inches around. Yeah. I probably used half a, half a bottle nice. just on the cliffs. Of, well, then you use the whole bottle because you, you mix it 50 50. Is it, it right, right right awesome that's great because that's that'll it'll last a really really long time it, it like i said it's challenging to work with at first but once you get used to it you're going to find it, like loose joints i mix up about like i'm mean, not loose joints but like the spindly joints like on the all, all the slinesh pieces the the um i use it on when i did my forge world keeper on all the hair i strengthened mm-hmm. the joints where that went into the scalp just by putting a very small amount of the epoxy around the base of it, there's now like a little plastic sleeve around that right. bond, which was super glue. Like I did a super glue and activator bond because I had to sit, you know, I'd hold it and spray it to keep it in the right position. And I, but that's not going to last. So you go back after it's set and you put the epoxy on. And that's in many cases stronger than the material that it's over. Like if it broke, it would break at the end of the epoxy, not. In you know at the weak part of the joint, sure. So that was a lot of information and chemical talk. But I do I in my my day job I do a lot of restoring of furniture and restoring of uh, old house objects and things like that. So finding ways to kind of shortcut these assemblies and all these these little tricks of the trade is something that is just custom fit for hobby. So if I can share any right. of these things and hit me up at Slenice on, on Twitter, if any of this, you have any questions about any of this stuff or how to use it or, um, you know, I know I'm not telling anybody anything earth shaking or brand new, but if you have more tools in your toolbox and you can use, this is the exact right glue for this joint. This is the exact right 
glue for this part of this base. And you don't have to worry, well, I hope this works. Like that, you're going to feel good about what you're doing. You're going to get more pleasure out of what, you know, a lot of people feel as GW makes the model, that's how I'm going to build it. And that's great. But that's not always the easiest thing, even in, in this era of, you know, 3D printed directions and, and all those things. So, which brings us to my other topic I've been doing a lot of thought on is these magnificent, but new to the arena kind of push fit monopose uh, models. Yep. And I, you know, I didn't really own any until I got Zangor and I was mm-hmm. kind of at a loss as what to what to do with them. Cause the posing is great on those, but after a while I kind of started to just want to use the pieces differently or use their arms on other things. Um, so here's my biggest tip on, on doing those kinds of, of, of conversions Glue the figure together first using PVA glue and let it dry for a couple of days in the, in the pose that it came with. Then right. you're going to go back and cut it apart. Now, I know that sounds scary, but it's different than when they used to come with a torso, a leg set, or even two legs, or, and then two arms. And if you wanted to switch it out, you could switch the arm or you could cut a hand off at the wrist and put the, you know, the weapon there. You got to kind of establish the structure of the figure first. You got to see what the shape is and how it goes together. Then you can go back and cut it. Now, how how does a norm like how does GW provide us to do that? They give us the razor saw, um, which is actually a really cool tool that they make. It's uh, it's a pretty good quality blade. Doesn't take out that much uh, material in the blade cut itself, uh, but it's almost it's almost too fine. It doesn't cut through the plastic anywhere near as as quickly as you need it to if you want to you know cut even cut through like a stormcast shoulder and you want to turn his arm from down to up um yep. so i found a, a really cool tool for my woodworking uh, that has really been a great aid for this and it's have you guys ever heard of a, a japanese pole saw does that ring a bell no what's like, that it's a like a, a pull saw doesn't have a back on the blade it's just floppy like a like a like a handsaw oh i've i've worked with them i just didn't know it was called that well the japanese kind and it's from japanese woodworking where it was developed they're very very thin metal and they're very 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 sharp that you know it's a toothed mm-hmm. blade so they're also remarkably cheap. They should run you no more than ten to twelve dollars. So if you look for for a Japanese pole saw blade, anything like that, is ideal for cutting apart any kind of plastic, any kind of resin, and they curve. They're sharp enough that they will cut things while the blade is curved. So you can cut literally a half moon shape through a piece of GW plastic, and it cuts clean. Um, interesting. It's really, a, it's a very cool tool to use in this arena. Now it sounds a little complicated, but what it's going to enable you to do is cut through the wrist of, of the model to make the, the sword point the other way. And you're not going to lose half the wrist. You're not going right. to shorten the, the, the arm or, uh, or risk damaging that joint. So when you glue it back together, it's, he's like pointing at his own left knee. Mm-hmm. Um, and people who are looking, you know, or who are kind of lamenting the fact that they can't convert their models are probably looking at, 
are ready to do a little extra work is my point. So because that's where they get their giggles. Sure. And that's where I I sure as shit get mine. So you can get these blades, uh, any, you know, through Amazon or anywhere else. And they just comes, it's a flat piece of metal. That is a, just a saw blade. And what I do is I put mine in a vice, in a bench vice with the teeth up. So they're only, all, all that's sticking out is about a quarter inch of metal and the teeth. So then I'm holding the miniature and I'm moving that back and forth on the saw blade as opposed to holding the miniature in my hand and taking the GW saw and using my hand to press the miniature against the saw while I move it back and forth. You know what I mean? Right. It's a terrible way yeah. to do things. But you either have to do that or you have to like, you know, like wrestling pin the Stormcast to your table and then saw downwards onto that. And it's just a really, it's not a safe way to do it. And and I know that they're probably not encouraging you to cut apart your models at this point, but if that's what you want to do, you should be able to do it. So uh, to deal with cutting apart models in a way that that doesn't absolutely mangle the model, that's what I can't recommend them enough. The pull saw blades, Japanese pull saw blades, um, get them and give them a shot. Let me know what you think of them. It's a little bit of uh, off the beaten path hobby and definitely not for beginners. but if you're looking to really, you know, re not re-sculpt, that sounds really ostentatious, but like to really give your own posing and dynamicism, dynamicism to your miniatures, it's a, it's a way to do it in, a, in, a, in an era where you don't get six different pieces to put together. So Yeah, absolutely. It helps you customize your stuff. Yeah. Yeah, so I think those are all... Those are all really great tools for people to use when when converting or trying to make their models a little bit more customized to meet their specific predilections and and needs and shit like that. What do you think, Joe? Is, did, did we lose Will? It seems like it. Are you there? Right. Yeah, yeah, we can oh. we can hear. <laughs> okay, cool. Sorry about that. Yeah. Hello. Well, <laughs> yes, well, I'm here. What the hell's going on? <laughs> I have no idea, man. But I'll do a wrap up. Are you ready? Yes. Yeah. All right. So yeah, those those uh, the the glues that I mentioned that let you kind of work really fast, kind of fly through these things, and uh, the, I can't recommend that saw blade enough. That's how I did Slarkaon, like as I was saying, and uh, how I did the fuck tub, and pretty much. Anything that needs really kind of small, once you once you get your hands on these things and get a little practice with it, get some 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 mail order cheap stormcast, cut them apart, have a little fun with it. It'll really change how you think about your army, and you'll find yourself, you know, lost like me and and, and Tristan and you know a, a few other lost souls where you're converting every single infantry army in you know a horde army, and you hate yourself and your family wonders what's wrong with you. Um, <laughs> But uh, yeah, that's me. That's assembly. I, um, if you guys, please, please, anybody out there who has questions about assembly or something that's giving them trouble, I know, you know, if throwing a thousand words inside of 20 minutes didn't cover everything and everybody's issues. So I'm always would love to help out in any way that I can. If you got a, a tricky something you're trying to to accomplish, and uh, if not, I'm sure we can find somebody in this community who can. 
Hell yeah, man. Well, thank you so much for coming on. And if you want to get in touch with them, you can on you Twitter is the best way to reach you, right? At Slinese or yeah, on any right. of those Discord channels like the Honest Wargamer and the Mortal Realms Discord chats. Yes, and the Mortal Realms. Mortal Realms is generally where I've been putting up uh, the hobby stuff and also on the Honest Wargamer from time to time. But uh, Twitter is generally the best way to get a hold of me at Slanice, S-L-A-A-N-I-C-E. And um, thanks a lot, guys. Uh, Happy New Year. Thank you. Um, Congratulations on all your success this year. And, and of course, on the growth of your family, Jacob, and and the growth of you getting to have your own bathroom, Joe, (laughs) that you can then hide in from your family. So I'm really proud. Thanks, bud. Thanks, man. And we'll be right back with our final segment right after this. continue with our listener questions through the magic of time travel next question comes to us from wonderful nick hohen at the father of lies on twitter he asks hit us up with five wild predictions for cancon 2020 i don't know how wild he wants them to be but here's five really outlandish ones one jacob berry shows up two margo berry shows up three brielle berry shows up four joe pagano wins five games five randy wins two games there's six games at cancon so Neither of us podium. <laughs> right. <laughs> Those are my wild predictions. You got any good wild predictions, Joe? Uh, my wild predictions is um, Randy wins the interdimensional championship. That's my Ooh, wild prediction. That is a hot take. Yeah, because you know why it's a wild prediction? Because wild predictions usually don't fucking happen. Right. Right. Yep. And then uh, also, I have a feeling that since Nick Cohen bought a referee outfit to wear during our match while he table bosses, and he's, I'm sure that one of us will get red carded before the match even begins. All right, here's here's a wild prediction or a wild take. He uses that in the bedroom more times than he uses it at the tournament in the next calendar year. Okay, yeah. Sweet. Right. Next question comes from... CV Consiglerny on Twitter uh, wants a pointy elves hot take. What do you think is the hot take, Joe? Um, uh, well, I just think that I think people are going to be a little less excited about them when they see some of the rules. That's my hot take. I think people are going to gripe about them a bunch because they're going to probably... 
Yeah, like, oh man, There's everything has always strikes first or whatever. I don't know, something like that. Yeah. Uh, I'm hoping that Tyrion's not even in the book and he gets his own faction of elves. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yep. Uh, his next question is, do you think Feck is the best book in the game right now? I don't even want to answer this question. That seems so dumb. Yeah. Um, <laughs> is this question sent from fucking slow internet and you like posted this like six Hi, months May ago? May 2019 called. It wants its not hot take back. <laughs> yeah. Um, Feck is just... It's a top tier book, but it's not the top tier book. It's up there. It's yeah, I would say it's it's A tier, it's not S tier. Like high A, low S? It's like average A. I think there's a lot of A and a couple S. It so what's S, Slanesh? Uh pre nerf Slanesh, yeah. I think um like I wouldn't really call that a nerf, dude. I would tell I would call no, that like a balanced. agreement not to use weapons of mass destruction. <laughs> not like a nerf. So when I think of S tier, I think of uh armies that are hard to lose with if you have a good player. So I think so S tier right now would be like Petrifex, Bone Reapers, um cities, um either like the living the living cities alpha lists and also the the hollow heart like super caster lists probably s tier and then anything that's like uh, a zinch list that spams either mortal wounds shooting or the the ones that uh, slaves to darkness spell i think is yeah. s tier yeah the one that does uh the five up is a mortal wound but six is our d3 oh that, that too but no i'm talking about the one where it, start, it, it does three mortal wounds plus one for every endless spell or caster within like six or 12 of it when it lands. Oh, so that's it awesome. could be doing like 11 mortal wounds to every unit it passes across. That's insane. It's disgusting. Um, I'd say that's S tier. And then like most of the other new books are all A tier. Like I think Maw Tribes, uh, War Clans, Normal Cities, uh, Slanesh, Daughters, normal OBR lists. Like, I'm just effects gave, and those are all A tier. Yeah, those are all A tier to me. And that's all the questions from Martin Orlando. Next question comes from Tristan Gray. He says, What tourney should I go to this year in North America? Nashcon. Yeah, Nashcon. We're trying to get some, some of the Aussies out. We might get some of the, the Brits out. I know Bud is trying to make it to Nashcon. Um, I'm also thinking. Um, something in New York. I might try to make Du Bois or Claymore this year. Because nice. I, got, I got clearance on two out-of-state tourneys, so I'm going to try to make one of them a New York tournament and one either Midwest or Canada. Is my yeah, goal. we have to... I'm, I'm, I would love to go back to the Du Bois because yeah. it's a good time. And then... And it's is like Du Bois a, in September? It is in November. November? Ooh, that works for me. Yeah, and then what's great about it is you could fly to JFK and we could road trip it. It's like a five-hour yeah, drive. Baby. And me and Urban drove through like some snow squalls and shit on the way up. It was insane. We saw an overturned tractor trailer. Yeah. It was awesome. That sounds so, great. Yeah. That sounds really, really good. Um, there is also a... It looks like there's a tournament in British Columbia... It's called Attack X, and it's in September, which sounds pretty fun. So we'll see if that one makes sense. But yeah, uh, I'll definitely keep you in the loop, Tristan, as to when I know what what I'm going to. Uh, hopefully we can meet up with some listeners. Yeah, that sounds fun. 
Yep. Next question. What do you think? Also from Tristan, what do you think will be the biggest change in the gaming world this year? I think when uh, the gaming world. Yeah. I don't know, man. Something's going to happen in Magic the Gathering that we don't pay attention to. <laughs> and that'll be a big thing. The new Overwatch season's going to be just crazy. I don't fucking know, dude. We're, we're not big picture guys. To our, to our miniature gaming world, the biggest change, I think Duncan Rhodes being unleashed upon uh, wherever he wants to be and doing whatever he wants is the best thing that's going to happen to us for a while for the hobby side. I really because, hope he's, he starts like a podcast called The Honest Dunk Hammer or something. Oh, yeah, that'd be sick. But like, he's painted a bunch of like bolt action stuff that looks incredible. Mm-hmm. He painted yep. a bunch of uh, Song of Ice and Fire stuff, looks great. Napoleonics. I, I really am enjoying looking at all that stuff because I, I do like historical gaming. I don't Definitely. do any of it, but I do like going to cons and like, like at NASCON, oh, I love walking around and looking at those big tables and big the games. Giant like 16 by 16 tables. Yeah, it's awesome. They're so cool. Um, he asked a bunch of other questions, but the one I liked the best was, what's what's the best thing you'll eat at a tournament? And my answer to that is probably your ass, sir. Wow. Um, wow. Du Bois, 2020. Make it happen. Yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a short trip for him, too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, as short as it's going to be. It's probably about the same distance for him to go to New York as it is for him to go to Iceland. Yeah, but New York... I don't know, man. Rochester's got an airport. He can fly there. I'll pick him up. Yep. His last question is, how can you get games in and have fun with the hobby as a dad? Uh, you have to sacrifice your happiness somewhere else to do so. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I'm finding just front-loading expectations and over overdoing it on on the like responsibility side, so that then you can you can rightfully claim time this year is afterwards also giving up sleep always yeah. always a good idea i find myself very exhausted because i'm like well if i stay up another hour i could get this paint job done and then i do it and then i get up at yep. four to go to work i'm like why yep. did i stay up till 11 last night yeah but your bloodthirsters look so good yeah <laughs> <laughs> priorities um, next question comes from kyle v uh, Valdi2011 on Twitter. Man, I wonder when he made that account. He said, what would all the AOS gods put on their Tinder bios? I like this question a lot. Do so you want to just take turns picking gods and saying what, what they'd put on there? Yeah. Um, I think Nagash would, would probably have... Um, it would be like super dry, and at the end he would make a, a bone pun. I like... A uh, four thousand year old sorcerer enjoy a, a good book. Uh, would you like uh, created the Osai Arc Bone Reapers? Do you want to reap my bone, like something like that? <laughs> that are just like I, I invented bone sculpting, so I can make it as big or little or wide or thin as you want it. <laughs> oh yeah, didn't Marathi try and seduce Nagash at the end she times? Did. She did. She uh, did. Not in the end times. I think it was in the Age of Myth. Oh really? Yeah. Wow. She's a crazy bitch. Marathi's would be like, uh, like middle age or like, <laughs> like, like middle age, but melting it up or something, you know, or, yeah, like, or lonely, not, not, lonely, not powerful cougar <laughs> looking for a sub. Hope you don't mind my blood fetish. You know, that's a good one. Um, who else I think would there porn be? would be like really deep into the BDSM. Would just be like, um. Cares not from whence the blood flows. Just want to give it to you. I don't <laughs> even be, care. You'd be all about the like. I don't care what time of the month it is, girl. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> a real man, so 
yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's good. Uh, Sigmar, uh, Sig- Sigmar would be like, he'd be a Chad. He would no, think he's no, like a real big I don't girl. think so. I think he would be like the guy on Tinder that's trying to make everyone find Jesus. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Just like matching people and trying to tell them about God. Like, Have you heard about me? I'm Sigmar. Stop banging each other and start praying. Um, that's really funny. I'm more but, like, uh, my starcast may be eternal, but I only last 30 seconds. Techless <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, would have like a long-ass essay about how love is blind, but it would have so many typos because he's blind. Uh, that's a g- He's blind? Yeah. Uh. Any other good gods to mention? Oh, Gorka Morka would... Beyond Grinder. <laughs> Gorka Morka would be like, my fist, your whatever you want. <laughs> it's a date. Yeah. yeah be that was a good question. I like that question. Uh, man, I'm trying to think of <laughs> other gods. Yeah, like the bad moon would be like, I can light up your life, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it'd be like four, um, 420 friendly only, donations accepted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who's left? Uh, I don't know any of the gods. Slanesh, Slanesh would not have a profile. Would just be in every conversation. Just like <laughs> Slanesh is the admin, just like watching every conversation, jacking off. <laughs> uh, Zine should be like uh, bipolar. <laughs> I would say something like I'm bipolar, or like you know, like all those girls always say like I'm crazy. That would be like Zinch's. Like the winds have changed. They just blow me wherever I want. Like. Today I love you. Tomorrow I hate you. Like that would be, uh, that'd be funny. That's a really good call. Uh, Nurgle would be like, make sure you have protection. No, you ever see? There's like a picture on the internet of a guy, and he's like 300 pounds, and he's got like food all over his face, and it says, "Fuck all that good morning shit." What color panties you wearing? <laughs> <laughs> but after it said that, it would also say, "I'm an avid gardener." Right. Of course. Yeah. Also 420 yeah. friendly. Donations accepted. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's funny. That's a good question. Next question comes from Austin Fletcher, AJ Fletcher on Twitter. You're in an arena and have to choose between fighting a Maw Crusher or a Star Drake. What do you choose and what weapon do you use? I fight the Maw Crusher and I use whatever makes it easier for me to run away. Smart. Good one. Yeah. I would fight the Star Drake, and the weapon I would use is the power of love. Oh my God! We wouldn't fight. Somebody don't need a thing. Don't need a credit card to ride this train. <laughs> uh, you were oh. referencing Huey Lewis in the news, right? No, no, the I was. Power of love. No, I was that's the power of. Dude, Back to the Future Two. Are you crazy? I don't think I've ever heard that song before. It's in Back to the Future Two, bro. I think I saw one and three and I expected three to cover what was in two. No, he rides a train. Is that the one where he has sex with his mom? That's the first one. Oh. I've only seen some of the Jurassic Parks. Yeah, what's going on next? Next question comes from Will, model citizens of Melbourne. Who is the best looking dweller and why is it at that old egg, Chris Cousins? I would say the best looking dweller. Is Nick Gentilly? Oh, uh, he's he's a fox, but I, I gotta go with Danny Paints, dude. I gotta go with my dog. I don't know, man. The more and more Danny talks to me, the uglier I see his insides are. I, I don't care what colors insides <laughs> are, as long as I'm in there. 
You're going to go with Dan. I want to go, like, it depends on what your flavor is. Like, if you're into the authoritative figure, you're going to go with Hoenn because he's a fascist. And a um, policeman. Yeah, same thing. Uh, if you're into money, you want to be with Sam Morgan. But, you know, I know he's not the easiest on the eyes, but. He's easiest on know. the thighs. Yeah. Nice, big, soft thighs. If you're, if you're into. If you're into progressivism. Of, yeah. You want to be yeah, like, you want to be a lot mulch cakey if you're into seizing the means of reproduction. Um, <laughs> I just got that. Yeah, Nick, Nick, Nick Gentilly. If you're in a muscular men that if you're about fitness, yeah, fitness dig in your mouth. <laughs> um, yeah, whatever, dude. They're all attractive. They're great. I love them all. His next question is: If Age of Sigmar was a kind of dog, what kind of dog would it be? A good dog, a good boy. A really good boy. I would say it's like a chihuahua that's fucking ate like a kilo of cocaine. <laughs> it's insane. With the, the release thing. schedule lately, yeah, dude, it's been it's been pretty wild. Yeah, you know, I was thinking about it yesterday, and I was driving, and I was like, I wonder if we like could we quantify if they stayed at this release schedule, right? So like, it's mm-hmm. like released for like four old books, and then they put out a new army, and they release four old books, like redo, yeah. like. In like six months, we're gonna have a new corn book again. <laughs> <laughs> Probably, <laughs> they're running out of old books to to re redo. Who's left? Seraphon. Seraphon. Maggot. Maggotkin. Maggotkin. Deepkin were the last AOS one. Deepkin and daughters could both and use daughters. Them. And then who else? That's it. Yeah. Then we're back to Slanesh, Feck, Skaven. That's wild. So we're going to get a lot of new factions this year, I get, I bet. I don't know, man. I just feel like they need to slow down the release schedule. Cause I hope it, they do because I'm sort of losing track of it all. Yeah, like, no, like you take like a six-month hiatus like, you, like you're like you going to, right? You're taking a, a little bit of a mm-hmm. hiatus in the game. It's like going to be a brand new game when you come back. <laughs> right. Pylon doesn't exist. Chargers yeah. is 5D12. There's ranks and flanks. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm going to come back and it's going to be it's going to be six ed. <laughs> Oh man. Nice. Um all right. His last question is have you ever burped the whole alphabet? If so, prove it. I don't think I have since I was like nine. And I, I, don't I never I even thought about like trying that because yep. I was too busy farting it. Anyway. <laughs> Next question comes from Drew Salam. He asks, Rage Sigmar World Tour, what is your Canadian stops? Right now we've been talking about um Capital City. How about, how about we, let's just do this. Canadian listeners, we got a, a, a period of time, like post, like I would say July. July is like a good spot for us to, to bang out something in Canada. And then if it's not July, it would be after NashCon for me. Yeah. So same. so like either in July or October, November, December. Agreed. That, that's where we want to land in Canada. So you let us know what's going on and we'll try and make that work. So the real question is... To back to Jerusalem, Rage of Our World Tour. What is our Canadian stops? Flipping it on him. Next question: When are those T-shirts coming back? I don't know. Maybe never. Maybe next week. Maybe go. I'm, getting a, I'm getting a box of them on Monday, but right. they're already all spoken for. Yeah, um, we, we haven't done releases in a minute. Um, we got we got to get a little more organized. We've been disorganized because Jacob had the kid. Like I've been buying a I'll, house. I'll, I'll shoulder that blame. That's on me. No, it's not just you. It's like I, it's, I've been all, busy too. You're right. It's all Seth's fault. Yeah, it's on Seth. So, like, I think in the next like three months, 
post CanCon, probably pre Adepticon. Uh, me and Jacob will rally and uh, maybe we'll put an yeah, order in for, for people at Adepticon. Yep. Uh, especially since some of the Bruces will be there. We're going to get hook up those boys with shirts. Yep. And, uh, you know, it's a big gathering. And um, so if you want a shirt, let us know. We'll put, we'll, we'll put it out on the Twitter. Yeah, we could we could put a short list up, and then like we'll just you know you hit us with an email or you hit us on Twitter. And we'll write all the information down, and then when the shirts are going to become available again, we'll we'll let you know. Yep, that's yep, probably yep, the best yep. way for us to do it. Agreed. Uh, his last question is: Are you guys dedicated to Citadel paint users, or do you dip into other brands? I've been partial to Vallejo and Cuttlefish colors lately. I'm glad you asked the question. I don't care what you use. We, this is the question section and the listener question section, not the listener tell us about your life section. So if you could <laughs> stay in your lane, Drew, that would be great. Also, if you could do it on Saturday and move your desk all the way back, that would be great. <laughs> Down to the basement. Um, I want to answer this, though. I, I, I stopped using Citadel Paints a long time ago. I use like some of the technicals. Mm-hmm. I really enjoy the uh, Grell and Badlands. That one's yep. an X. That's like probably the best crackle paint I've ever used. Um, I like uh, some like I have all the whole contrast line, and I like um, the contrast a lot. It I do makes, too. It makes the I, first three steps of making of painting the army a lot faster. So for me, it's not about that. I use it for terrain, dude. I've been using it on my CanCon terrain, and I'm like. Oh my god! Yeah, it's awesome. Like sounds like a really expensive way to paint terrain. It's not that expensive, dude. Whatever. I mean, all the all the model paints are expensive. No, I know, but like for terrain, I don't use model paint. I use like hobby store acrylics. No, yeah, but what I so that's what I'm doing is I use the hobby store acrylics for the base, the large area, mm-hmm. but then like all the detail work, I've been like picking off a of contrast. Yeah, that's it, smart. It looks really cool. So that's real smart. Um, I use so I use Citadel paints for washes and for contrasts, and then like I have some of the other ones, but I'm not like partial to them. I use model. Model Painter, I use Vallejo. I accidentally bought some P3 the other day. So, like, I've got sort of all brands. Yeah, I, I mainly used Reaper for a long time. Mm-hmm. My whole Deepkin Army is Reaper, and my feck is, is all Reaper, too. Reaper? But, uh, yeah, Reaper paints. I barely even know her. Yeah. Sorry. Um, Reaper miniatures. Their paints yeah. are really good. They have, like, some high... They have, like, a master class that's high-density mm-hmm. pigment, which is really nice. Um, that's where I got all the blue for my feck is actually Reaper. Yeah. And then, um, I won a best painted at summer slaughter and I won the entire army painter line and I've been using those and they're pretty good too. So I, th- I got their, um, just their metallics and I'm really liking them. Oh uh, yeah. I think the gunmetal is like my favorite, favorite paint they've, their, they have. Their it, platinum it, is super good too. They're real high silver. Oh Yeah. I have it. I got. I got to pull it out. So they also have like a nice, a nice bronze or brass that's like really got some good green tones in it. Ooh. Like into so it's like a yeah, like weird greens out of the gold, out of the the brass bronze color. I really like. That's That's awesome. Um, I've heard the secret to Vince's um, to to Vince's like super pretty metals is he uses like a Vallejo chrome. Or there's like a like actual chrome paint. Wow! So that that might be worth exploring. What's good uh, is if your models have a rust, you can just pour Coca Cola all over them, and that will take the rust right off the chrome. And your models will be sticky and delicious. 
and if you go back in time like a hundred years, you can get high off of them. <laughs> All right. Uh, next question from Twitter comes from Carter Babs. Cartori AOS. Totally delivered delicious. It's killing me. <laughs> oh man, I'm cracking up. I'm cracking up. It says, "Would you go to Mini War Game Studio and fuck shit up?" No. Honestly, if I went there, I would give them so much feedback and like try to coach them through how to make a good video or how to play the game correctly. I just, I'm not good at being rude or confrontational in person. I love to talk shit. Like it's, it's a big part of my personality. But in person, I'm gonna try to be productive. Sorry, man. Yeah, for me, I would just be like, "Why am I here?" I'd probably steal something <laughs> though. Like I would take like one model. Smart. Really, just one model, not like yeah. flying equipment or it's like stealing models from a Mormon dude. Yeah, yeah, that's okay. yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, next question comes from BWG Jared Cannonball Nyman. Who? Never, I don't know. Uh, Jared Cannonball. Yeah, Nyman. Um, he asked, "What are your thoughts on the Co and Zinch?" I don't know about what co is uh and zinch releases and how do you feel it will affect the meta you're asking the wrong people i haven't read them (laughs) uh i bought the books so i have more knowledge than jacob um whatever i listened to like half of the just saying (laughs) review (laughs) i think uh just from like what i've heard like i I was just listening to jared's podcast the last night when i was painting and uh he basically said a bunch of shit that i said to him in it and then didn't give me the credit so all so you're saying is, oh, gotcha. I thought you were no, going to say, gonna, we're not going to say anything on here because we'll just pirate it for his content. No, I'm going to say a bunch of shit Nathan Prescott said. Uh, I think there's a lot of stuff <laughs> in, our, in the group chat. Nathan was like, oh. um, Danny and Nathan are both really big into it. So they've been talking about it. And uh, it looks like KO is going to have some builds and definitely some legs and definitely be able to do some stuff. But it's short also, legs. very short legs. But also, there it doesn't look like it's like a... It's not going to be A tier. No, it's not. It's not like, you know, like you open up some books and you like read through it and you're like, holy fucking shit. This one thing is the best thing. Yeah. Like OBR, like. Yeah. A lot of times. That's not really obvious in the KO book as. So you think the KO book is more of a good player? Gets or beasts kind of book where there's a lot of interesting stuff and you can do a lot with it, but it's not the obvious build. Yeah. Like beasts, like Rick Myhill and. Uh, the dude I played at Adepticon who got dead last had the same exact beast list. Yeah, you know, but Rick got 13th place and this guy got dead last. Yeah, so it just shows that like when you're a really good player, you can, you know, you can make, make it work. It will not make it work. Like it just some armies take that level of skill mm-hmm. and a presence of mind to do. Sure. Well with. That makes sense. That's a that's a good take. I think I think Zinch is actually going to be super powerful. It'll be up there in the the A tiers with a couple of S builds. Sick. I'm super excited to see Rick in like two and a half months. Just rub it in, you fucking asshole. Yeah, Rick and Chris and Andy. I hate you so the much. Bruce is. Is Rob going to be at Adepticon? Uh, Symes. Yes. No. Um. Okay. You know, did you see Darren Watson saying you don't fuck with the Bruces on Twitter? I did see that. Oh, speaking <laughs> of, listener question uh, comes from Ranjith, and the answer is eat a dick. Yeah, eat a dick, Randy. Go eat fuck yourself. Eat a dick, Randy. Hashtag eat a dick, Randy. <laughs> I made you. You're nobody. 
That was me. Honestly, I love honestly, Randy. No, he's 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 absolutely wonderful. Um, yeah. This this battle you guys have going on, it's sort of like if if someone like put out a diss track on Lil Wayne and Lil Wayne chose to respond, right? Like he <laughs> he elevates him to his level by responding. Yeah, yeah. No, I think the best part about it is that like neither of us are particularly good at Warhammer, <laughs> and like people are like excited to watch this game, and I'm like, it's just gonna be us making mistakes until one of us wins and getting, and getting shit house drunk. Yeah, you can't drink at CanCon, so you have to show up drunk. I mean, it's not drinking if you go IV, right? Oh, uh, good point. They said that we couldn't drink at the venue. They didn't say anything about drugs. <laughs> uh, Clint just bans me before I even get there. <laughs> uh, make it two ninety nine, Clint. All right, next yeah. question comes from Horror Show Minis. He says, is the divide between competitive players and more casual bros getting narrower or wider? And I think that's a tough question to quantify because by definition, if someone's like a quote-unquote more casual bro or they and they don't play in the tournament scene you you don't it's harder to to say that like or, or to know how many folks are out there playing versus who's going to tournaments Can I, I think say- the tournament scene is getting a lot stronger with people who don't necessarily identify as competitive players can i can i say something that annoys me about the people being like i'm just not a competitive player yes like all right so this is going to take you back to a story when i was playing bolt action right I was playing Italians. They're not a strong army in the game at all, were. right? Of course you were. Yeah, that was part of the joke why I played Italians. <laughs> so um, I'm playing against this guy, Art, a lot in the Bay Area. He's a super nice guy, and he was playing Russians. And, like, Russians could curb stomp Italians, right? But he just was like, I'm not a competitive player. But he always played to win, but he's saying he's not a competitive player. It feels like someone just excusing themselves for not knowing the game well or not being good at it. Mm. And it's like, dude, there's no way to not competitively play a game. Like there's a winner. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like if you weren't a competitive guy, you would be playing only cooperative games. Right. And there's nothing wrong with like being a competitive player and being a win at all cost power gamer are very different things. No. Yeah. But you're still playing to win. You're not like, I mean, I, you don't, I don't make know, choices man. intending to lose. But I understand like the the draw of like the narrative com- like tournament or narrative totally. event thing, because it's like I could get totally fucking wrecked but I could accomplish the things I needed to accomplish and it's like a win for me. It's like yeah. a totally different style of game, which is awesome. And if you're more into that, it doesn't mean you're not competitive. It just means that you're more interested in that. Yeah. So So, so if you're playing this game in your garage with your bros and that's all you play with, you're still being competitive in that small little scene that you have. Right. And, and just unless, say, unless you're playing open or narrative play exclusively. Right. And I like, don't and understand you're, you're why anyone would ever play open play. I, I don't understand why it even exists. Right. It's either because you're still playing narratively. You're just not playing with the rules they put in for the game. I feel like Games Workshop was like, how can we get one person to buy multiple Scar brands? And you're like, oh, we'll just make it a thing where like there could be nine of them. Fuck it. And like, oh, oh cool. Cool. Yeah. Sick. And then there's that one guy who's just like out there who's like, I bought four Scar brands. Or there's that dude on Twitter who was like, I got two Bellacores because there's some really good builds yeah, that have that two guy. Bellacores. In there, and people were like, "You can't take two. Like, why not? I don't understand. I play open play. 
<laughs> oh um, man. So. Um, but I think I don't think the divide is getting bigger. I think it, people who say like I don't do tournaments and look down their nose at people who play tournaments. Are, oh, yeah. I, think I think they're closing themselves off from awesome experiences that don't have to be about like win at all cost power you know what I feel like I know this is going to be like a kind of like a, a, a controversial topic but I feel like people who like look down their nose at tournament players have never been all, to a tournament no, no. They, they also whine the most about the game they get the most upset about the rules and it's because they can't handle losing yeah like that's where my, I feel like people's negative experiences with tournaments come from is because they didn't like that they lost, and it's like those people are actually too competitive. Like they can't enjoy themselves unless they win. Right. So they they excuse themselves from situations where they can't control it. Mm-hmm. Which makes sense. I kind of don't like. Which I just, is like I don't really want those people in our scene, but I hate I hate the stigma against tournament players as though everyone who plays in tournaments have the same motivation and the same. Like that yeah. attitude. But like, you know what I mean? Like that guy who's like, I don't play tournaments. The guys there are dicks is also the dude like bringing like a broke dick list to club night with like mm-hmm. people who are new to the game. Yeah, let me give like you a demo game. Guy. Oh, I just rub. I just like super wrecked you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So suck it, that guy. His next question from Horror Show Minis says, why do you think GW struggles with power creep or power parity? Bone bros versus ogre bros, for example. And I think this is something that you always harp on, which is that people gravitate towards the obvious build. It's not necessarily that there is actually tons of... When, when, the two of books drop, when two books drop at the same time, those two books become synonymous. And then everyone looks at both those books and goes, well, this one thing in this book is the best out of all of those things. So now the other book sucks. Right. which is bullshit. And then on top of that also, like the power creep exists because this is going to be like, uh, I'm sure someone might be like, man, that, that's not right because they, they can make a balanced game. But I think the power creep exists because they're, they have to look for new ways for new rules to be interesting. Yeah. And the only, and the one of the, an, an easier way to make a new rule interesting is have it be good. Yeah. You know, have it be a little bit better than have like your always strikes first be a little bit better always strikes first and like mm-hmm. have your this be a little bit better at this and like you know and unfortunately you know people cry about it but I think it keeps the game a little more interesting to me. I agree and also so you'll see you'll see one book that has like new mechanics that are interesting or just a little bit better. You'll see another book that just like we talked about with the KO book has more diversity of builds and that's going to appeal to different people which I think is smart, right? They need it if they're going to succeed as a company, they need to try to appeal to as wide a variety of people as possible, not with each one book, but every two or three releases should have something that everyone's interested in to, yeah. to keep people coming back buying I, more stuff. I mean, I, I remember when you, painted. I remember when you got a book and if your book that for the army you like sucked, you, you were, were stuck SL with that shit 10 book years. for 10 years, dude. Yep. Like, so to me, it's like, what the fuck? Like, I don't know, man. Uh, it's like, you should play the army that you're interested in now because yeah. things are going to change. There's going to be always something different going on. And yeah, maybe you, if, if you want to go full Melnick and just like win tournaments, you're going to chase the power, you know? You if you're gonna, you know yeah. Uh, <laughs> I love you, Brendan. But pubic shenanigans. You know, Give it a listen. Yeah, pu- pubic shenanigans. Um, 
But, like, you know, he's always, like, when something new that's really tough comes out, he's gravitating towards that. But, like, you don't really even need to do that anymore. You could just, like, collect one army. Like, like I've been, I started collecting my corn army, and, like, I'm going to do a big chaos thing. But, like, like, I could just build and paint corn stuff for a long time, and mm-hmm. there'll be, like, a ton of interesting shit to do with it, and, like, changes will happen. And, like, so, like, this GH, I mean, this FAQ came out, and suddenly Skull Crushers and Blood Crushers are, like, awesome. Yep, like way better. Because just of point efficiency. Yeah, the point efficiency is great, right? So that's cool, dude. Like, that wasn't really a, the same option you had, you know, seven months ago. So, you know, like, build and paint I the stuff you want to build and paint. I think that's a good thing. I think it's, it's like, good for the game, and it's good for the economy of, like, and, people, people and, wanting to get into it or staying in it and being able to just build new stuff that they already had. In Warhammer Fantasy, I collected a list. I didn't collect an army. Right. I I was like, this is the style of list I want to play. I would tweak it a little bit, but I didn't like, like my AOS stuff, dude, I have like, I have a shit ton of, of Deepkin. I've got 60 painted thralls. I got 20 uh, Reavers unpainted. Yeah. So that's 80 Namarty. That's a ton of models. I mean, I got, I got 18 eels. I have an Eidolon. I have a turtle. I have a bunch of characters. I got Volturnus. I, I got another Eidolon in the box. You know what I mean? Like, and like that army can keep growing and it's like a small unit choice army. I have an right. Alpex, you know? And then you look at like, if that army was like in fantasy to me, it, it would have been much different. You know what I mean? I wouldn't have collected all that extra shit. No. Well, and and also the thing is in fantasy more often, people weren't buying to start collecting boxes. Like the battalion boxes would get used, but for the most part, people would just buy exactly what they needed for their list, build it, paint it and stick with that. And, I mean, I remember going on eBay. I go on eBay because I had like, like a unit that needed like thirty-four models, and I was like, I'm not going to buy a whole box of ten. I'll buy four on eBay. Right. Like I do that all the time. Um, that's one thing so, I still I still wish AOS would let you do is add individual models to units. Just because the like when you like, have like points, like I I don't need the extra ten or twenty points if I don't want to spend it on an endless spell. If, I'm not going to sit around and look for a, a triumph. More, triumphs are a lot less reliable anymore. Yeah, but all the triumphs are good. Yeah, but they're situational. They're all good. The command point one's excellent. Yeah, no, I I'm love not playing. Saying, I'm not saying they're not good. I'm saying that they're they're situational, and the more niche they become, the harder they are to remember for me. Yeah, that's a good point. Anyway. Uh, we got off track, and we're going to get back to our segment where Joe lists all the models he owns. Uh, so, Joe, why don't you walk us through your corn army? All right, so for my corn army right now, I have 30 Next question <laughs> comes from Bud. He asks, why does Joe get upset when people ask him if he's from Boston? Two, is Joe ashamed of his Boston heritage? Three, would Joe say his favorite teams is the Red Sox, Bruins, Celtics, or Patriots? Um, Bud, listen... I fucking hate you, dude. <laughs> I don't actually get upset when people say I'm from Boston. I'm um, I'm not a Yankees fan, so uh, I don't care about the Red Sox. I'm a, I'm a Mets fan. We beat them in the World Series. It was through the legs of Bill Buckner. Mm. Um, it was two years before I was born. Also, um, still counts. <laughs> still counts. Still counts. Um, World Series champions. Yeah, 1986 World Series champions. The amazing. Don't Mets. say 1986. Uh, All you got to say is World Series champions. <laughs> <laughs> um, like I don't know, man. I've never even been to Boston. I heard it's nice. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. Like, I, you know what it was is 
at first, like everyone made that joke and I was like, yeah, I don't care. And then like, you've heard it for like four years and well, it's and like, it's, just, it's Scaletti over and over and over. It's his only joke. It's the only time he's over. ever had a joke in his whole life. And he's like, he's like, I want to use it again. And I'm like, dude, like, <laughs> so, but, but what's um, great is people have picked up on it and now it's becoming your thing. Yeah. I don't care, dude. Like there's a couple of people in Boston. I like, I guess. So whatever. Yeah, I like Boston. I, I have a confession to make. Most people don't know about me, but I prefer Boston hardcore over New York hardcore. So, oh, damn. <laughs> yeah, people get upset when I say that, but I think Have Heart and Blood for Blood and uh, uh, Black My Heart and all those bands were better than like the New York hardcore bands. I think those so. are all real. Every single one of them. They are. Yeah, they are. I'm so good at this game now. All right, <laughs> yeah. uh, his Bud's last question is um, post game hug at a tournament. Yay or nay? Depends on who I'm playing. What if you're playing Boston Rob? Uh, no, no hugging him. What about Broccoli Rob? Uh, I don't know who that is. That's a type of food. Uh, post game, <laughs> post game beer, a hundred percent. Post game beer is is a is a staple. If if I'm not gonna, if I if I'm not like if you're playing Quentin Bond, beer. you're not hugging him after your, your game, no matter oh, what. My arms aren't long enough. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, but if you're playing, um, I don't know, if I was playing Joe Urban, I'd want to cuddle him after the game. Hell yeah. Yeah. So I'd say I'd say 60% yes and 95% beer after a game. Yeah. Uh, half so dozen to one. What is a beer? What is a beer if not beer. a mouth hug? Yeah. Cool. Six, six to one, half dozen the other. Is that the thing? Uh, yeah, it is. Or six dozen yeah. of one and one of the other. Yeah. Potato, padildo. All right. Next question comes from our email. If you want to get in touch with the show via email, we oh, do have one. <laughs> yeah. Rage of Sigmar podcast at gmail.com. It's our email. Uh, uh, comes from Kyle McCall. He asks, which Warhammer model, I guess we can say character or hero, has the biggest dong? Asking for a friend. Sincerely, Ricky Cosmo Gonzalez. Who the fuck is this dude? <laughs> one of my coworkers. Oh, sick. Who has the biggest dong? Who do you think has the biggest dong in all of Warhammer? I'm going to say Keeper of Secrets. <sighs> Marathi. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, I'm not actually a two-tailed snake. Yeah. I'm a one-tailed uh, snake. Sick. All right. Uh, thanks for the question. Last question comes from Mallory Robinson, uh, who also writes into the email. She says, JB and Joe, I know next to nothing about Rage of Sigmar or Warhammer in general. So my favorite parts of your podcast are when you aren't talking about, well, that. So let's take a small detour and talk about Lord of the Rings and Star Wars. I'm curious for your take on Frodo Baggins. I recently watched the original trilogy over New Year's break. Is Frodo a hero? Should he be getting any credit whatsoever for saving Middle-earth? Okay. So if you look at the rule book in the Lord of the Rings uh, miniature game... <laughs> <you> just- <laughs> <laughs> he does get the hero keyword so i would say but honestly i don't think if you're gonna run frodo you have to run the rest of the hobbits with them otherwise it's just not really like that good of a power um what kind of what kind I think of frodo, they have in game uh i know frodo gets the ring frodo gets the ring if no one this is crazy there's like a ring bearer um like drop down chart so like okay. If the sealed yours, if so, like the sealed always gets the ring unless Saruman, so I mean uh, Sauron's Sauron. on the table, right? And then like, so like it has like a weird thing. Like Gollum gets it last, okay. So, um, it's pretty. It's 
Um, pretty cool. Anyway, but to go back, I think Frodo's one of the weaker characters in Lord of the Rings. I think he's, um, I think Sam's the biggest hero. Yep. Sam's definitely the biggest hero. Are you ready for, for my hot take? Yeah. Frodo Baggins is as much the hero of Lord of the Rings as Harry Potter is the hero of Harry Potter, which is to say not. seven 7%. I feel like Harry Potter is just like a really wanted to have a normal life and just got fucked over and over again. And by the last movies or last book, he's just like, I don't, I don't care anymore, dude. I'm tired I don't of care. Shit. I've seen yeah. too much. Yeah. Kill me. Kill me. Voldemort. <laughs> just, just do it. Just, what are you waiting? What are you waiting for? Do it. Kill me. Kill me now. What are you doing? Why? <laughs> what are you waiting for? Just do it. It's over. I do, it. do it now. Do it now. Do it. Kill me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if he did that, I'd all the more probably would have just stood there like, "Are you right, bro?" <laughs> like, look, this has been rough, but like, pull yourself together. Yeah. All That's right, funny. and then her second question is: In the new Rise of Skywalker movie, or the newest trilogy as a whole? I haven't seen it. I haven't seen any of it. Don't do talk about it. Don't want to. The Force was overused, or do you guys believe the Force had been underused before now? Okay, um, I'm going to say that the reason why the Force was underused in the original... So this is... I haven't seen Rise of Skywalker, and I don't think we should talk about it, because I, there are plenty of people who haven't seen it. Spoiler but, alert. Yeah, Luke we're not going to talk Darth about Vader's it. Vader's son. <laughs> what? Um, Rosebud <laughs> is the name of did Bruce you see Willis a, dead the whole time. Did you see the, the video they made where it's Darth Vader talking to the Emperor, but when the Emperor pops up, it's Macho Man, and he's like, Oh, I know what you did, yeah! I heard what you said! <laughs> it's, it's so funny! And then he's like, I know that you were plotting against me! And then it like shows him being like, together we could rise against it. He's like, don't worry about it! It's so funny, dude, I'll send it to you later. Okay. <laughs> you gotta look it up. Looking forward to it. Oh, so funny. Um, so... I would say the force was over underused in the original movies in four, five, and six because, of course, they didn't have the ability the to do. Yeah, and I then think she meant I think, dude. like in the story. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's just power creep. <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> I hate you. I think I think it's just like any technology or anything that gets discovered, right? Like things can be discovered and be made new, and people can develop and grow and come up with new things like if you look at if you look at martial arts a hundred years ago no yeah exactly i was gonna say say exactly that like you look at like even when you look at like basketball in like the 1930s like you watch the pros then and you watch the pros now you're like what the fuck not the same game but like another good example like you look at um like what would be considered high quality painting for like miniature painting for like 20 or 30 years ago you and i would be winning like global awards with what we can do now. Not because no. we're that good, because like technology has developed, techniques have developed, information de- like is, is wider, yeah. like there's more available information. So if stuff stays the same, that's a, that's a problem, right? If everything stays the same and like no one develops and does anything new, that sucks. That's boring. Yeah. Yeah. I think they have to do it. Um, yeah, so, Okay. What's, All right, last what's, question is, Joe, I want to hear some accents. Jacob says he sucks, but sometimes you can bust one out. Actually, I have a couple accents I'm really good at. Uh, I can do the uh, Apu from the Quickie Mart, and I uh, do a pretty good uh, Kermit. So, uh, Joe, what kind of accents do you want to do? I assume it's going to be uh, Joe Pesci. That's. I'm really offended. Like, what am I, like some sort of, what, what am I here to entertain you? Yeah, you're funny. 
What am I? What do I, I look like? A clown to you? What about a funny how? Funny like what? Funny like a clown? Cool. Uh, Some sort of court jester? <laughs> uh, and she said. So what are you trying to say, man? Uh, and actually, she's ending with a joke, which is actually funnier than anything I've said on the show to date, which is, how do you make a small fortune playing Warhammer? What? Start with a large fortune. Yeah, that's a good one. It is, it is very funny. Do you want to, should we read some iTunes reviews? Uh, we did that before, but the episode got deleted. Maybe that's what jinxed us. We should give shout-outs to those people. Okay, to Nate, shout out to my man Nate. Yeah, Nate, Cactus, McThunderberry, yeah. uh, Kaplumbag, Simply the Rob says we're so much better than Mini Wargaming. Thanks, bud. Austin uh, Fletcher, hey, it's Mike, Gnomesbane. Shout-out to Gnomesbane. That guy's the OG. And Joe E. Page. Pages. Joey Pegs? No. But he says he loves the podcast. So... Shout out to him. Yeah. Um, so sweet. Do you want to take a quick break and then we can come back and do our uh, year interview review? with Sonesh and then we'll come back and do our year in review. What? Yeah, sure. Bye. And we are this is the worst segment we've ever done (laughs) all right so let's do our 2019 year in review we don't have to go too in depth but i would love to hear your thoughts looking backwards and then maybe looking forwards about what you learned what you think about the community of the game yourself? So 2019 started with us going to LVO. God, that was fun. Yep. It was so cold. That, it was it, really it fucking, fucking cold. snowed when we were in Vegas. All right. So LVO, that shit was dope. I had a great time. Um, I went, I think I went one in four <laughs> at the GT. Yeah. And then we went two and one in. Devils? I won my no. I won my last game, and I feel like I won another game. Yeah, I won my last game, and I won the game against uh, the dude I played shirts off with. So I won three, th- uh, two, and three. Three. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so that was cool. And then we went on to uh, Adapticon. Adapticon. Oh, let's talk about your LVO though. How'd you do at LVO? Three and I, two. I think I went three and two, and then we won two, lost one in the the teams. Yeah, because we fucking played the guys who won it with that crazy ass Daughters of Cain. Yeah, it was brutal. And we were like, we have no idea what we're going to do. We are seriously outclassed here. <laughs> I was so sick. I felt like shit. Were I was super hungover. Like right in the middle of our shit, too. <laughs> I don't know what I was doing. Leave me alone. I know. Um, so that was a great time. Uh, I mean, obviously. People, if you listen to our show, you've, you've heard our episodes. Or if you, you just start listening to, you might want to go back and listen to these. Uh, Adepticon was great. Adepticon was great because we met. I met Rob and Nathan. I met. We mm-hmm. met the Bruces. We met Sergio and James. And oh no, we didn't meet. We met Sergio. We met James and 
I we knew Garrett, but we met James at LVO at Teams. Mm-hmm. That's right. And uh, been hanging out with James really often the whole year. Like I, I've been. He's I've at a lot of the same tournaments that we're at. He lives in Virginia. I love James O'Brien. He's a great guy. Yeah. So that was awesome. Played those guys. Uh, go. We go to Adepticon. I met Sergio. We met a bunch of people, but I can't even remember. I got to meet the. We got to meet the Skull Bros, which was like those are our heroes. We talk yeah. about them all the time. That's the podcast we want to be. Um, if you guys want to join the cast, you're more than welcome at any time. We like we literally. Want you I'll to. give up. I'll give up my seat on the show <laughs> yeah. just to get yeah, to listen we'll, to you guys <laughs> every two months. Yeah. <laughs> um, like I don't know how this would help, but if my left nut would help you guys get your show back together, I'll give it up. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not using it. I'm not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so um, that was sweet, meeting Braska and Rotor and uh, Fensky. Mm-hmm. Fensky. Um, I love those guys. So, um, that and then at Depticon, like, like I said, we met the Bruces, became Bruces. Uh, I got to meet Pano, which was sweet. A bunch of the English dudes. You got to uh, meet Jitsi and Mimbo. Yeah, Jitsi and Mimbo, those guys are fucking awesome. So, and then uh, the angry koala was there. Angry koala. I feel like I coach, should know coach, coach. Oh yeah! Oh god, he, he <laughs> my favorite dweller. My favorite dweller. Yeah, favorite dweller. Um, so it was just incredible. Um, I didn't do that well at the tournament, but I, I did have. I, went, I think I went one and four at that. You stayed, you stayed on brand. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I went two and three because I let me let me try to even remember this. I lost my first game. We don't, we don't, don't have know. to do. We don't have to do tournament. No, I, I'm we just trying to, to do this show. I feel like if I, I feel like if I'm talking to you, I'll remember what who I played because I played one of the Detroit guys, and I lost. You played and a guy I, with like 120 blood reavers or skeletons. Yeah, I, I lost my first round of the legions. My second round, I don't know what I played. My third round, I played that kid, that corn kid. Yeah. Oh, you know what happened is I, I played, I lost. I played the, I lost. I lost. I played the ringer, um, yeah. the guy who, the guy who went came dead last. Right. I won. I played that corn kid who's kind of a dick. I won, and then I lost my last game. Yeah. Yeah. So I went two and three. Yep, cool. On brand. Uh, so that was cool. That was a great time. Uh, yeah, you ran around a lake screaming. Uh, I, I was we got to, literally for a month after that. We had dinner with Robin Nathan. Mm-hmm. We got very me, you, and Nathan got very very drunk while yep. Rob drank sodas. I slapped you. I slapped Joe you Cryer. S- <laughs> yeah, one of us deserved it. Um. And the other one was Joe Cryer? Joe. No, it was Joe Pagano. <laughs> um, I woke you up at 4 o'clock in the morning because you slapped me. Oh, my God. I thought I was going to die. And we watched college humor <laughs> videos of Bad Dad. Or Bad Dad. Yeah. yeah. Bad, bad, man, bad, bad Man. Bad Man. Yeah. Um, then what happened? That was awesome. And then and our next event together was... It wasn't until NashCon, right? Because I went no, to Triumph GT. City. It was awful. Oh, yeah. I went to Bruce City. Uh, and I did ATC, and then we went to try. Oh no, Triumph was in May. Yeah, you're right. And God, that was so bad. That was the worst tournament I ever went to. Really? Um, yeah, it was definitely the worst. Definitely the worst, worst run tournament I've ever been to. Mm. Uh, was, I would, 
I would I went to Summer Slaughter without you. That was awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, went then the boys we, without me. I went to the boys without you, and we went to Nashcon because you lived there. Me. I'm going to Bobo without you, Adepticon without you. Yeah, I'm you really sound excited. And in a and I miss you, babe. And I don't want to be a. <laughs> Um, so yeah, but what would you say, instead of recapping all the things you did, what do you think you learned in 2019? I learned how to play Age of Sigmar. <laughs> <laughs> learned in, in quotation marks. No, I would say that um, I would, I'm definitely a far better player than I was uh, when definitely. I started. Uh, I feel like I can go to a tournament and like not feel like I first started going, I was like, well, you know, I'm just learning. And now I'm like, I'm here to play. Yeah. You know, um, I would say that I learned some stuff. Now, um, I learned that I like Age of Sigmar a lot more than I thought I was going to. I only started playing so I could play with you. Mm Mm-hmm. And I enjoy the game a lot that I would yeah. actually play people I don't particularly like just to get a game in. Sure. So, um, and I learned that it could be a real obsession and it is, I'm really into it. I'm loving every moment of it. What did you learn this year? I think this is going to sound cliche, but I think I learned what matters to me about the game. Like, Are I the like friends the, you made along the way? The friends that were inside of me the whole time. In fact, <laughs> uh, the thing is, I've played the competitive side. I've played like trying my ass off to get a best sports vote. Um, And at the end of the day, when you don't meet your expectations, you come away sad or feeling a little bit empty. And if you're, if your focus is having a great time and making friends and playing as good a game you can, then you're going to, you're going to come away a winner, even if you go and five. And it's about, it's about the people, right? Like if you, if you're not there to hang out with people you like and get get beers and, and make friends and form relationships, then there's no point to it. So like when you go to a tournament, don't just hang out with the two people you know. Hang out with people you don't know and find new friends because those are the people yeah. that are going to keep you coming back and like get you excited to talk with on Twitter the day after the tournament. Yeah. So that's what I learned. Also, I learned stop switching armies, just play something for a long while and you get so much better at it. Yep. Uh, what are we thinking? What are you thinking? Looking forward to 2020? If you're gonna, I'm not saying like goals, uh, but like, what are your hopes for 2020? And what do you think are? What do you think it's gonna look like for you? I think it's gonna start off with me winning the interdimensional championship of the AOS multiverse. Boom! Roasted, eat a dick, Randy. Yeah, and then it's gonna end with me um, avoiding top tier <laughs> challenges. <laughs> <laughs> not accepting any grudges. <laughs> oh, I can't. I'm, I'm, you know. Um, I know. Uh, I don't know. I'm just super excited to to do this uh, thing that me and Randy cooked up mm-hmm. with the idea of the belt moving around and like, like I watch tournament streams when my friends are streaming. You know, like right. if it's Rob, I'll pop on. I'll talk a little shit and I'll be out. But like. Yep if that belt's being played for and I'm not the champion at the time, I'm going to watch that game. I'm going to watch that whole game to pay attention and like 
be into it. You know what I yeah. mean? And like, it gives the game stakes. It, yeah, it does. And, I mean, it can only move between us, Honest War Gamer Crew, uh, Dwellers, and Randy. So yep. I think it's awesome. I think it's I think, I think it's. I think the sleeper to hold the belt for a long time is going to be Darren. If he realizes that he's allowed to challenge for it, He's gonna just. Oh, take he knows. It he knows. He's, he already told me he wants it, and he, he knows me and Randy are going to uh, Bobo. Bobo. But but I'm thinking about Bobo gets to challenge out first. I'm putting the challenge. I think we're gonna put it to a council vote. So if, if, if Darren can be on, no, whoever wants to challenge the, for the belt, they have to say why, and like publicly, not not council. It should be a public Twitter vote. No, I was gonna have it be with our group chat so that you because can, we're, so you can cook we're the only ones who, no because we can only we're the only ones who can get the belt so you have to agree someone else has a, more of a, a stake in it than you do oh i like that too or we could just follow the rules of dibs and whoever calls the challenge first gets it well me and randy wrote up like a contract and shit so you have to sign it yeah but did you get it signed by corporate i am corporate did you get it signed by corporate yeah, it's signed by corporate. Really? Did you sign as Joe Pagano? No, I signed as. You know what the name is. My real name. Say it. I want to hear you say it. Seth Ringworm. <laughs> so gross. <laughs> um. No, but yeah, whatever. That's cool. I think that's fun. Yeah. I, I also the whole purpose of doing it was to keep us all talking to each other once we no longer had plans to burn a whole country down that happened to do it beforehand right. on its own. Right. Still, still my thunder. Thanks, thanks for being a buzzkill. Thunder down under. Yeah. yeah. Thunder down under. Nice. So. Well, cool, man. I think um, my 2020 consists of winning the interdimensional championship belt at NashCon. And then. Uh, what if Darren all, wins it? All at, challenges. At, <laughs> What if Darren wins it at Bobo or someone wins it at Bobo and they don't come to, uh, like, we got to figure out a way to make it like you have to make an attempt to be at a tournament. <laughs> that people are at like, Darren plays and oh, but Rob doesn't play that much. Oh, cousins cousins has to take it off of him. And then when he goes home to Australia, someone will challenge him. Yeah. Or Nathan could get, go for Nathan Nathan. Could get it. Too. That's true. Forgot about him. I just remember that Rob doesn't actually end up getting to play that many tournaments because he's always doing coverage. Yeah, but we could always just make the game. We already talked about how we would handle that. Like gonna, if you, you I could get any that? tournament. Yeah, I'll just say it. Like so, like Adepticon doesn't allow grudges, right? Yeah. Because Alex is, I don't know, annoying. Um, <laughs> he's never getting the belt. <laughs> yeah, he'll never get it. Um, never, never gonna get it. Never, never like, gonna get it. We would just, we would just sequester a table. Yeah, uh, I mean, we want to make it work with something that's always streamed, but um, like even Scribo said that when we do Bobo, we could do we don't have to do it at the tournament. We could do it at the Honest War Gamer Studio. Sure, or you could just uh, go live on Twitch on your phone. Yeah, that'd be whack. Not if you but. have a third person holding it and and videoing and doing their own commentary the whole time in first yeah. person. Yeah, that would be but. shitty. I hope you do it. it. Yeah. Just make people pay for it. Oh, you want to know what happens? It's going to suck. It's a title fight. So you're going to come for the championship at NashCon. Yep. So whoever the champion is, Better you're grudging. Be NashCon. Yep. What if it's me? Good. 
I'll beat your ass again like I did last NashCon. What, when you dropped your models all over the place? Oh, what I, oh, you're talking about the day that I drank a fruit tingle that they didn't put any lemonade in and I was hammered? <laughs> yeah. and it was like lunchtime? Yep. Oh, yeah. You really got me. Got you good, you son of a bitch. Sick. So okay. is that it? Is this this episode? We're done? That's the episode. If you want to reach really? our show, you can in a number of ways. We're on Twitter. I'm at Big Jables, and Joe is a him of serpents. That's A H Y M N of serpents. And our show is at of Sigmar Podcast on Twitter. You can also email us at Rage of Sigmar Podcast at gmail.com. We check it twice quarterly, and this was all three of those times. I check it every day, actually, because it's bound on my phone. So it just comes up under my other email. So, yeah. Um, so. Before we go, this is the last time I'll be on the cast before Ever. I go to Australia. Before I go to Australia, Joe, are you so, are you leaving the podcast? So if I if we're just taking if a something break, happens, just something, happens, a break. something happens to me out there. I want to say goodbye to everybody. Sweet, and then we'll I can see. replace you with Braska or Fensky. And I won't even have to give a left. I'll just have to give up. <laughs> I like that you didn't say you'd replace me with Rotor. <laughs> I, I just I I couldn't handle being on a show with Rotor. I would just be listening the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, just say something to wind them up at the beginning of every show. <laughs> um, exactly. But if you're if people are dying for more Rage of Sigmar content, um, I'm going to be doing some recordings in Australia. I might just put out like a couple thirty minute episodes of like hangouts and interviews. Yeah, and also. Uh, there's the Dwellers Mega Cast, and I'll be there. So um, that'll also, be obnoxious. Yeah, it, check out the first a game on the, the the live stream for CanCon on the Honest Wargamer because that'll be you and Randy, right? Yeah, the the we're playing for the belt on the live stream. So for that's really exciting. That's really exciting. So it's going to be a really exciting weekend. There's going to be a lot of fun stuff going on, and um, the whole crew will be there. So, like I said, just the next Dwellers episode is going to probably is going to be the mega cast. That's going to be nuts. That's going to be like the notorious guys. I think it's a pool party too. Clint's going to be there. It's going to be nuts. AOS shorts, AOS shirts, AOS yeah. tees, AOS socks. Co- Coach will be there. Uh, Shadow hammer. Shadow hammer will be there. Yeah. yeah it'll be, it'll be cool. be there. A couple of people that I don't know who they are going to be there. So that'd be cool. Orlando. Yeah, who is that? Uh, I don't know. Some pointy guy. Yeah, every time... Legend of Pointy Man. Oh, we should name that. That should be our episode name when we do uh, uh, the new Elf review. <laughs> oh, yeah. Legends of the Point. <laughs> That's perfect. Um, also, check wanna, us out on Pubic Shenanigans. Yeah, Pubic Shenanigans. Um, I don't know. Where are we going with this? Are we done? We're not done. <laughs> You give me your number, I call you up You act like your pussy on interrupt I don't have no trouble with you fucking me But I have a little problem with you not fucking me Baby, you know I'ma take care of you Cause you said you got my baby and I know it ain't true Is it a good thing? No, it's bad, bitch For good or worse, makes you switch So I walk on over with my crystal Bitches, niggas put away your pistol Dirty won't be having that in this house Cause bitch, I'll cripple your style Now that you heard my charming voice You couldn't get Another nigga Gucci won't get moist If you wanna look good And not be bummy Yo, you better give me that money Hey, dirty Uh, 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 uh. Baby, I got your money Don't you worry
video Oh dirty on the hat and I let you all know Just dance if you caught up in the Holy Ghost trend If you stop, I'ma put them killer ants in your pants I'm the ODB as you can see FBI don't you be watching me I don't want no problems cause I put you down In the ground where you cannot be found I'm just dirt dog trying to make somebody So give me my streaks and give me my honey Radios play this all day every day Recognize I'm a fool and you love me None of you know, better look at me funny no, You know my name down, give me my money Hey, dirty Sing it Baby, I got your money Sing it, girl I said, hey Just sing it right now Baby, I got your money If 31 is hey, money, I think y'all should give him his money Baby, I got your That's money That's how I like you, girl All night, bitches put your ass out, let me hold it tight. You looking at my wrist saying this so nice. The price bitch is diamond shining disco line. You better help me solve my problem. I'ma get this money and rob them. Lucky dog when I won the lotto. Ran up on my car, I'm carrying Rollo. But hold on, you can call me dirty and then lift up your skirt. And you want some of this dirty? God made dirt and dirt bust your ass. Stop annoying me, yeah, I play my music loud. I take the batch of no dirty to move the crowd. Just say he had his dick in his mouth. Eddie Murphy taught me that back of the house. But give him a money. Baby, I got your money.